Good morning, Fort Payne. We portray excellence, honor, and commitment. Every step we take, every grade we make, and every skill we discover is merely the beginning of our careers. Fort Payne City Schools prides itself in providing new opportunities for generations to come. We are students today, leaders tomorrow, Wildcats forever. Welcome to FPTV. I'm Dylan and this is Kaylee, our floor director. Oftentimes we're asked what all jobs do we do at FPTV, so we thought it'd be a good idea to produce a video that highlights just a few of them. So what kind of program is this? Um, this is called Blender. It's a 3D animator um, that I'm just now learning to use. What are you building right now? I'm building ABC blocks and I will animate them to turn around say CTE for the career tech ad that I am producing. Awesome. So what is this, Michaela? This is a Soundcraft digital audio mixer. And how do you run this? I connect all the mics on the back, mm -hmm. and then I have, I have to create a show in the main dis display. And then once I do that, then I have each person on set to test their mics out so I can set their gain levels and their output. I see a lot of wires connected to the back of this. Did you set this all up yourself? No, Mr. Black had an advanced class to come in and, event, uh, and plug all that in. And I have to plug in the mics that we use for the show. Who taught you how to use all of this? Mr. Black taught me most of it, but then he had an advanced student to come in and teach me the rest. All right, I'm going to let you get back to work. Thanks, Michaela. So what kind of camera are you using? It's a Canon XF300 HD camcorder. And what are you doing right now? Mr. Black only lets us use this in manual mode, so I have to adjust all the settings before we film. Why won't he let you use auto mode? Because if we only use auto, we won't learn how to adjust the camera for the specific setting. What kind of settings do you have to adjust for? Right now, I'm just adjusting the white balance and the iris for the scoreboard show. Hey, Brian, what are you up to? I'm editing a show called Small Town Living. What kind of edits do you have to do? I have to cut out most of the footage we don't need and adjust the audio level, and then I have to add transitions, intros and outros, lower third graphics and ads, and then export the footage for approval. Sounds like a lot of work. It's time consuming, but it's a lot of fun. And what's your job? Setting up lights for a show that we're producing. This looks pretty complicated. They are digital LED lights that adjust the strength and the color temperature of the light. Nice. What are you guys working on? Well, Morgan's an advanced student and she's helping me learn how to work the TriCaster. Morgan, what's a TriCaster? A TriCaster is a device that's, that lets us switch between camera to camera and lets us add in graphics and animations. And what would this job be called? This job is the technical director and the technical director is in charge of multiple things around the studio. Leanne, what are you learning to do? 
Morgan is teaching me how to use a mix effect which allows us to put multiple items in one screen. We're setting up ME1 which contains two camera shots, an animation in the background, and a graphic in the foreground. Well thanks guys, I'll let you get back to it. Carlos, what are you working on? I am setting up the sound equipment for tonight's football game and live stream. These XLR cables lead to the mics on the headphones of the commentators. This hotspot gives Wi-Fi signal to Fernando's computer for the live stream. This audio device sends out the ads for tonight's football game. This headphone app boosts the quality for the headphones. And it all gets sent to the soundboard that sends it from Auxiliary 2 to Fernando's computer for the live stream. So Fernando, who are you? I'm opening the encoding program that was uh, put stream on the school website and from there the radio will pick it up. So what program are you working on, Kelsey? I'm using the program ZapPrompt Pro and it allows me to type a script for the people on camera to read off of the teleprompter. So what's your job, Kendra? I have multiple jobs. I help write scripts, I edit, I create invoices for sponsors, and I work in this encoder. So what does it do? This is the main encoder and right now I am moving completed shows from our network drive into the Latronauts encoder. Once they are there, I can set them to come up on our channel at any specific time and create a complete broadcast schedule. So you're isolating this race, right? I guess you could say that. What do you have, Jackson? Well, as you can see here, FPTV covers everything from sports events to local city events and just, we go all around the county. Well, FTC was kind enough to give us a 24-7 uh, TV station on their channels. Well, how it all works is we have an encoder in our studio and we upload packages and all types of footage to that encoder. It sends it to their encoder, FTC's encoder, via fiber optic, and then they re-encode it and it gets sent to this set box top, set box top right here. Kaylee, our talent, is normally seen on screen, but you have an interesting job too. What do you do when all of the action is going on? Well, I'm usually directing from the floor, mm -hmm. so I make sure everybody has their equipment set up and everything's ready to go before we tape a live broadcast. And how do people know when to set up a camera or lights or mix on a TriCaster? Well, before we begin, I create a rundown sheet, mm -hmm. and it tells everyone when they should activate a mic, move a camera, or play an ad. But every job at FPTV is important. That's right. Without everybody doing their job, we couldn't do ours. Whether that's the scoreboard show, a radio broadcast, or an interview with a school official, you can get it all only on FBTV.
said this in my tour already, but as I visit more programs, I'm not sure, I think I am sure, that there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning anywhere in the state of Alabama. Thank you so much. That there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning anywhere in the state of Alabama. Thank you so much.
said this in my tour already, but as I visit more programs, I'm not sure, I think I am sure, that there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning anywhere in the state of Alabama. Thank you so much. A little over a year ago, Fort Payne City Schools began our latest CTE offerings course, AV Communication. With the help of our school board and insight of Superintendent Jim Cunningham, the FPTV has won multiple competitions statewide. We have a studio and a classroom that is equipped with hardware.
Good morning, Fort Payne. We are creating. We portray excellence, honor, and commitment. Every grade we make and every skill we discover is merely the beginning of our careers. Fort Payne City Schools prides itself in providing new opportunities for generations to come. We are students today, leaders tomorrow, Wildcats forever. So what is this, Michaela? This is a Soundcraft digital audio mixer. And how do you run this? I connect all the mics on the back, mm -hmm. and then I have I have to create a show in the main dis display. And then once I do that, then I have each person on set to test their mics out so I can set their gain levels and their outputs. I see a lot of wires connected to the back of this. Did you set this all up yourself? No, Mr. Black had in advanced class to come in and, event, uh, and plug all that in and I have to plug in the mics that we use for the show. Who taught you how to use all of this? Mr. Black taught me most of it but then he had an advanced student to come in and teach me the rest. Alright, I'm gonna let you get back to work. Thanks Michaela. So what kind of camera are you using? It's a Canon XF300 HD camcorder. And what are you doing right now? 
Mr. Black only lets us use this in manual mode, so I have to adjust all the settings before we film. Why won't he let you use auto mode? Because we only use auto, we won't learn how to adjust the camera for the specific setting. What kind of settings do you have to adjust for? Right now I'm just adjusting the white balance and the iris for the scoreboard show. Hey Brian, what are you up to? I'm editing a show called Small Town Living. What kind of edits do you have to do? I have to cut out most of the footage we don't need and adjust the audio level. And then I have to add transitions, intros and outros, lower third graphics and ads, and then export the footage for approval. Sounds like a lot of work. It's time consuming, but it's a lot of fun. And what's your job? Setting up lights for a show that we are producing. This looks pretty complicated. They are digital LED lights that adjust the strength and the color temperature of the light. Nice. What are you guys working on? Well, Morgan's an advanced student and she's helping me learn how to work the TriCaster. Morgan, what's a TriCaster? A TriCaster is a device that's, that lets us switch between camera to camera and lets us add in graphics and animations. And what would this job be called? This job is the technical director, and a technical director is in charge of multiple things around the studio. Leanne, what are you learning to do? Morgan is teaching me how to use a mix effect, which allows us to put multiple items in one screen. We're setting up ME1, which contains two camera shots, an animation in the background, and a graphic in the foreground. Well, thanks, guys. I'll let you get back to it. Carlos, what are you working on? I am setting up the sound equipment for tonight's football game and live stream. These XLR cables lead to the mics on the headphones of the commentators. This hotspot gives Wi-Fi signal to Fernando's computer for the live stream. This audio device sends out the ads for tonight's football game. This headphone app boosts the quality for the headphones. And it all gets sent to the soundboard that sends it from auxiliary 2 to Fernando's computer for the live stream. I'm opening the encoding program that was uh, put stream on the school website and from there the radio would pick it up. So what program are you working on Kelsey? I'm using the program ZapProp Pro and it allows me to type a script for the people on camera to read off of the teleprompter. So what's your job Kendra? I have multiple jobs. I help write scripts, I edit, I create invoices for sponsors and I work in this encoder. So what does it do? This is the main encoder, and right now I am moving completed shows from our network drive into the Latronauts encoder. Once they are there, I can set them to come up on our channel at any specific time and create a complete broadcast schedule. So you're in Las Vegas in this race, right? I guess you could say that. What do you have, Jackson? Well, as you can see here, FPTV covers everything from sports events to local city events, and just, we go all around the county. Well, FTC was kind enough to give us a 24-7 uh, TV station on their channels. Well, how it all works is we have an encoder in our studio and we upload packages and all types of footage to that encoder. It sends it to their encoder, FTC's encoder, via fiber optic, and then they re-encode it and it gets sent to this set box top, set box top right here. Kaylee, our talent, is normally seen on screen, but you have an interesting job too. What do you do when all of the action is going on? Well, I'm usually directing from the floor, so I make sure everybody has their equipment set up and everything's ready to go before we tape a live broadcast. And how do people know when to set up a camera or lights or mix on a TriCaster? Well, before we begin, I create a rundown sheet, and it tells everyone when they should activate a mic, move a camera, or play an ad. But every job at FPTV is important. 
That's right. Without everybody doing their job, we couldn't do ours. Whether that's the scoreboard show, a radio broadcast, or an interview with a school official, you can get it all. Only on SBTV. Welcome to SPTV. said this in my tour already, but as I visit more programs, I'm not sure, I think I am sure, that there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to a soggy Titan Stadium on the campus. Back to the uh, Twin City Auto. Gadsden City high school in Gadsden, Alabama, where the Wildcats getting set to take on the Titans here in the first game, uh, really, of the, the season. After a first game forfeit, really, against, I guess, Athens, and Fort Payne received a forfeit for that one last week at home. We went down in what was more or less an exhibition game to Briarwood Christian, but really getting things underway tonight. But 7A Titans... Uh, obviously will not be in our region as they're in a different classification. Anyway, it's wet. We've had storms, and we got together with Coach Elmore yesterday afternoon and talked a little bit about tonight's game. Let's go to that. Back to the Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show. And Coach, when we left off talking about last week's game, one person we didn't mention was Alex, and obviously yeah. he deserves a mention. Yeah, you know, we, we didn't really do uh, Flares of the Week this week, should have, but if we did want it, I, it would be him without a, without a uh, even though Hunter had a good night too, Hunter had 35 carries for 133 yards, I think, and a touchdown, so even though it probably didn't look like a typical Hunter night, he still was, was productive, but, uh, um, but yeah, Alex had a great night. You know, it's funny, because Alex was kind of giving him a hard time the last couple of weeks. He, he had not been kicking you know, we're so used to him just making everything he kicks and every kickoff booms in the end zone. In the last couple of weeks of practice, he's been a little bit off, and, and maybe he was just messing with me because, I mean, he, he was not off Friday. He, he was uh, kickoff, five kickoffs were not only in the end zone, they were way in the end zone. A couple of them went through the goalpost. And, um, and then, of course, had the short field goal there early in the game, and then, then we had the ball on the 39. 
Uh, and I never even thought about it for a second. I mean, uh, once it was fourth down, we tried to get it on third down. Once it was fourth down, I, I knew what we were going to do. And and uh, he he boomed it through there, and it was 56 yards. And and uh, most people have said this, and I, we on the film you can see the ball land past the uh, runway for the pole vault pit, which is at least five or six yards behind the the goalpost. So you got to figure that was possible from 62 or 63 for sure. And um, so. Um, and then he also punted three times for 40-yard average. So he, he had a great night, and uh, uh, th that's obviously a huge weapon for us. And it was actually funny. I was telling my wife that when he went out to – I normally don't hear stuff in the game, but when he went out to kick the 56-yarder, I could hear the Briarwood student section on the other side, and they were hollering, and they were yelling, y'all can't make this. There's no way you can make this. What are y'all thinking? He can't make this. And they were just giving him down the road, and, of course, he knocks it right through. And then you didn't hear another word after that. So – uh, he had a big night, and hopefully that's something we'll be able to continue to rely upon uh, the entire season. And, and, again, the good news for us, one more season. So um, he, he's definitely a weapon, and, and we're glad he's on our team. I did see the Briarwood fans give him a big hand over yeah. there. They appreciated yeah. it all. So maybe the students, you know, had to give him a little business. But yeah, I think the students, I think he earned their respect, too. I think after he uh, made it, they, they, were, they realized, hey, that guy's pretty good. So, um, uh, anyway, he's... As we all know, he's a great kicker and, uh, and uh, just continues to improve each and every year. Well, this week the game's been moved up to Thursday night. We go down to Gadsden City, and I think this is only the second time we've played in their new stadium down there, and it'll be a challenge for them. Yeah, you know, and I said that last week when uh, at the end of the game I was talking to y'all. I mean, you know, when I told our players this today, I'm, I know most people in Fort Payne think I've lost my mind and maybe think I'm the village idiot right now, but... Uh, <laughs> We scheduled Gaston City. You know, number one, there was there was not just a lot of other options out there when when we when the schedule fell and Scottsboro ended up in our region and Pell City ended up in our region. So a lot of teams that we'd been playing non-region ended up being region opponents. Um, then the, the teams that we were playing non-region last year didn't want to renew. We were searching for games, and Gaston City was one of the first ones to call. And um, you know, a couple of reasons we we decided to go with them. One. Uh, we feel like it'll be a, a, a sort of a preview for playing a team like Oxford. We feel like we need to play somebody early in the season that uh, will have the kind of size and speed that Oxford will have later because we don't, wanna, we don't want the first time we see that kind of speed or that kind of size to be the night we line up against Oxford. So one of the reasons we play them is that. And the other reason, obviously, is it's a close game. It's, a, it's about a 40-minute trip. And, and, you know, right now, believe it or not, Gaston City's, the, they're getting closer and closer to 6A, and, and, and everybody tells me they'll probably be 6A the next time we come around. And, and as we all know, if they do, then they're probably going to be in our region anyway. So uh, we felt like the time was now, and, um, you know, we realize that it's, it's going to be a huge challenge, and we realize that it'll be uh, very tough for our players. But I told them again today, um, they, they say they want to compete with the best, and they say they want to compete with Oxford for a region championship. And if that is indeed true, and I think it is, I think our players believe that, then we need to play somebody like Gaston City, and, and, and we need to play them early in the year. So uh, so we're going to get you know a big challenge tomorrow night, and, and uh, we're, we've challenged our players to go down there and make the most of it, and, and let's, let's play full speed and attack and, and do the best we can do, and, and whatever happens, happens. And, and we'll come out of this game uh, better off for it because it'll be uh, – uh, it'll be a good preview for what we're going to see later in the year. What can our fans expect as far as uh, Oxford? Uh, I'm sorry, Oxford, but Gaston City's team on offense, defense. Well, they, they're big and they're and they're fast. I mean, they've got good speed on defense, and they're and they're, they've got good size on the front line, and uh, two two big inside linebackers, and um, and then their offensive line, same thing. I mean, the, I think I think they may be a little banged up. Suppose their coach said, but they've got uh, they've got one guy right tackle that's six seven, about two ninety, and then they've got a 
They've got a guy right guard that's uh, he, he's the one he says may not play, but the, the right guard is like 6'5", 350. I mean, they, I mean they're uh, uh, massive uh, offensive players. So, and they've got a big running back, to be honest with you, that looks a lot like Hunter. He's, he's, I don't know how much he weighs, but he's probably 220, 230 as well. And so, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to be really sound and have multiple people around the football because it'll be tough to tackle him. And, you know, they're playing two quarterbacks. You know, they had a guy transfer from Etowah, Etowah starting quarterback transferred in there and over the summer. And um, so he's playing some quarterback along with a guy that had played last year. So uh, they're rotating them around, not really by series. It's kind of random. Um, and I, I think they're just trying to settle in on who they like the most. But um, uh, but they've got good receivers, good defensive backs. And, uh, you know, like I say, it'll be uh, – we'll have to be very good at what we do. And, and uh, you know, it'll be a game that, uh, you know, you're not going to uh, trick them and deceive them in a lot of ways. You've got you've to kind of line up and execute, which is what you've got to do when you play the, the Oxfords of the world. You can't, you can't try to fool them with stuff. You've got to line up and execute what you do and, and just be better at your – uh, scheme and they are at their scheme, so um, they'll they'll be pretty balanced running pass. They'll run it quite a bit, but they'll also try to throw it on the perimeter to their receivers. So um, it'll be a it'll be a good test on both sides of the ball, and um, and we'll have to be very very prepared and 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 really play with a lot of uh, intensity tomorrow night to be able to, to 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 have a chance to win the game. Back when they were still Gadsden, we had quite a few of thrillers of those. They mm -hmm. probably was one of our biggest rivals back in the day. Yeah, I think when definitely when Dad coached I can remember that I, I think it was our biggest rival they, they probably got the better of us most nights but um, you know a lot of times we were in the same area and a lot of times that game had a lot of playoff implications and um, so they had some really good teams back in the day when they played at Murphy Stadium and and uh, you know like I said Fort Payne won a few of those but the Gaston won quite a bit but they they were uh, obviously really good back in those days won a lot of state championships but uh, you know it'll be that type of Gaston team they'll have a lot of a lot of team speed and a lot of size and uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to be very, very good at what we do uh, tomorrow night. Uh, should we be full speed? For, for the most part, we've got a few nicks and bruises. We didn't lose anybody, um, no, nothing major uh, that was happened last week. A few guys banged up. And that's, you know, another reason I didn't necessarily mind the game being moved up to Thursday. We were wanting to play Friday, but with the impending weather or at least the chance of the weather Friday night, um, we felt like when they called going to Thursday was the right decision. And the, the, the byproduct of that, I guess, is it'll give us another day to kind of heal up as we prepare for region play. So we're not, uh, uh, I don't think we have anybody that uh, is necessarily out for tomorrow night, but we've got some guys that have got some uh, bumps and bruises that, you know, could be limited or, or could have, uh, could affect their play a little bit. But, uh, you know, that's typical of, of uh, playing a physical opponent like Briarwood in week one. And that's, you know, really that's the main thing we're, you know, hoping and praying for tomorrow night is we want to go down there and play well and then compete and try to win the football game. But we also, if we can come out of it healthy, uh, then we'll feel really good about where we are after two uh, competitive games uh, against two quality teams in back-to-back -back weeks. After having that game behind us and seeing any maybe strengths or weaknesses, anything, uh, any adjustments in particular you think we're going to make? Well, we'll, you know, we'll make adjustments each week based on who we're playing and what we think is the best way to attack them. But, um, you know, for the, to answer your question, we've got the right players on the field. There's some other players that will get some other opportunities this week, and we tell them, you know, every week that, you know, just because certain guys play one week doesn't mean it doesn't change the next week. So uh, we kind of challenge them each week at practice to, uh, to you know, compete for a spot and show people that you deserve to be on the field. And we, we've made a few adjustments in some of our special teams, uh, especially our return teams, to uh, change that up a little bit. It, it wasn't – part of the 
problem, I guess, when you when you go into the week one is on returns, you don't know what to expect from their kicker, especially when they got a new kicker. So we were a little bit, uh, I guess, off. We had a couple of foul ups on the kickoff return. So we hopefully have got that cleaned up this week and made some adjustments there. And and um, but you know we're going we're going to stick to what we do and and uh, you know kind of tweak it slightly each week to to benefit us against the opponent we got. But um, uh, no, we'll. we'll Nothing major has been changed, but uh, like I said, it'll be. Uh, I, I hope the biggest thing is um, our mentality was good last week, and I kind of challenged them today a little bit. I, I just I want us to be a little bit more, um, you know, intense and and intentional about what we do. I think I think we. I don't know if last week we just thought we were going to show up and beat them. I, even though we told them how good Briarwood was, I'm not sure what the deal was, but um, uh, we looked a little surprised. Or to me, we on the sideline, we looked surprised that it was a tough game. And that's why I kept telling them, guys, we, I told you they were a good team. And that's what I told them this week is, hey, you're going to see a great team this, this Thursday against Gadsden. So uh, let's don't be shocked by it. And let's go down there and be intentional about what we do. And let's compete. Uh, and whatever happens, happens. And we'll learn from it and we'll get better. Coach, hopefully we'll have a big crowd follow us down. If not, you can watch all the action on all the Fort Payne High School websites and Fort Payne TV. I know a lot of people commented this week they really enjoyed watching the games last Friday night. Yeah, I had a lot of people say how, how great the, uh, the the coverage was and how good the quality was. The, and announcers. so the announcers were outstanding. <laughs> they said they said the best part of the show was the halftime interview when I stood there and didn't know what was going on. But uh, uh, but no, I think you know hopefully we'll have a good crowd. But the good news is, I'm playing on a Thursday night. It is nice to have this where somebody don't want to travel on a Thursday night. They can they can kick back at home and and watch us there and support us from home. Well, 6.30 tomorrow night from Gadsden City, Roger Ingle and Coach Elmore saying goodbye for tonight. Thank you for watching. Escorted by Mother Priscilla Blunt and Charlie Tucker. Running back number 27, Retavius Hicks, escorted by Mother Tamerica Richmond. Safety number 29, Quindalon Daniel, escorted by parents Carl Daniel and Karen Howell. Kicker number 30, Caleb Harris, escorted by parents Brandy Wilkes and Vladimir Salgado. Nehemia? Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Yep, welcome back to Titans Stadium, getting set for the Cats to take on the Titans. And a important game for Fort Payne. No other reason, though, just to try to get their second win of the season. Britt Hass, along with Scott Weatherly here. And, uh, guys, uh, this Tennessee Titan team is going to be led by a familiar name from us in the past, Brady Troop. He has been the uh, starting quarterback for Etowah the last few years. Yeah, Roger, you look at the st uh, starting offensive front for uh, the Gas and Titans here. They've got one, two, three. You see, looks about nine seniors on this uh, offensive side of the ball tonight. So it's a uh, lot, lot of experience and uh, looks like a lot of talent on the Next field tonight. Oh, absolutely. They're also having their senior night. Everybody's trying to get that away, uh, uh, get that under their belts before they get very deep in the season in case we have to do something with the COVID later on in the season. And Brett, a pretty good start last uh, week for Fort Payne against Briarwood. Really had every chance to win that game. Yeah, definitely, as we said last week, just a, a super measuring stick there for uh, starting out with such a good team. And, and, and here we are again in week two with another 7A school, which is going to test us for sure. And, and 
as Scott said, we're seeing a lot of guys. This, this team's naturally going to be fast and a lot of size, so uh, going to be an interesting game again tonight. Coach said last night when we talked on, in his uh, pregame preview, uh, a lot of people thought he had lost his marbles this year. Their schedule, you know, was supposed to have been Athens. Then when we had to switch, then we went to Cornerstone. Or not, I keep saying Cornerstone, but with uh, – Brewer. Briarwood. Briarwood there, yeah. there we go. We had to go with Briarwood. And now Tennessee, uh, the Titans, I'm going to call them the Tennessee Titans probably half the night. And later on we'll have Oxford and some really powerhouse teams. Yeah, a lot of good teams. And, and I don't think, you know, Coach Elmer and I had that conversation uh, this week, actually. It's uh, it's amazing if, if people, and especially the Fort Payne fans, knew how many teams that we try to uh, – get to come play us or play us that, that turn us down. And uh, there's a lot of teams. It's, it's hard to make a schedule at Fort Payne. Um, uh, just the size of school based on where, where we are. Uh, you know, look at the Huntsville schools. Huntsville cross town and play six, seven schools, you know, so it's, it's hard to load them up and get them to come to Fort Payne to play, and uh, it's a, it's tough, but but you're right, uh, Roger, that's a good point. Fort Payne starting out with Briarwood. Potentially we had Athens first, and now we're seeing Gaston City, and what people don't, a lot of people don't know that's following football so far, Oxford is the team. Oxford is, you know, they're, they're as uh, talented as any team that we'll see. Absolutely, and our, like you said, our geography plays a big part in it. We've got Georgia to our east and Tennessee to the north. Right. We really play both of those northern teams into, uh, you know, when we play Stevenson and uh, also Scottsboro. So there's nothing to our east without going into Georgia. Well, we're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll be back, and Scott will go over our tonight's starting lineups. We are more than a hospital. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. 
we have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey everybody. This well, that was their national anthem by the Titan Marching Band. And Scott will go over the starting lineups for each team here. We've got plenty of time to do that tonight, it looks like, Scott. Way we do, Roger. Yeah. But uh, starting with Gaston City tonight, uh, starting at quarterback again will be number six, Brady Troop. At running back will be number uh, number two, C.J. Miller. At wide receiver will be number eight, Jaquan Woods. Number 25, Jaheim Norris. Number nine, Demarcus Macon. Uh, number three, Kamari Smith. At tight end, number 88, Colton Sandridge. On the offensive line will be number 58, Cameron Moore. Number 79, Elijah Baker. Number 54, Tristan, Tristan Scripps. Number 62, Raquan Jelks. And number 71, Rod Orr. Starting on defense for the Titans tonight will be number five at running back, Rodney Johnson. Also at defensive back, number 20, Zion Kirby. At defensive back, also number 29, Daquandlin Daniel and Nahima Washington. Number 19, starting at linebacker will be number 31, Jamonte Lee. Number 40, Rashad Johnson. Number 45, Jamari Boston. Also at linebacker, number 23, Calvin Wilson. And across the front for the Titans will be number 99, Jackson Vesey. Number 91, Samuel Horton. Number 92, Aaron Richard. And number 24, Mason Johnson. Moving over to Fort Payne. Lineup, I think Rogers going to be pretty much the same. Uh, but starting at running back will be number two, Hunter Love. At quarterback will be number 13, J.D. Blaylock. At tight end, number 88, Sawyer Burt. And the three wide receivers for your Wildcats will be number 82, Cam Thomas, number five, Brody Bruce, and number six, Connor Cash. Starting at left tackle, number 61, Riley Kuhn. At left guard, number 58, Bronson Laney. At center, number 79, Eli Frazier. And 54, Nathan Gentry starting at right guard. At right tackle, 54, Logan Beard. Your starters on defense for Fort Payne. Number 94, Heisman Brown at defensive end. Your two defensive tackles will be number 34, Daryl Prater, and number 42, Makai Maxwell. Number 81, starting at defensive end, will be Jaden DuBose. Your linebackers tonight will be number 28, Will Green, 47, Devin Wells, 21, Seth Williams, and number 7, Darwin Camp. Starting at cornerback will be number 3, Ricky Adam, number 19, Caden Holbrook, and at free safety will be number 11, Will Abbott. 
that, uh, Scott, I hate to correct you, but I know you don't. It's Adame. Adame, thank you. Yeah, I know the reason I, got, I, I know got, is from the baseball. I've gotten caught <laughs> up on that the last two weeks, Roger, so all right, maybe, maybe, maybe the third week I'll get it right. <laughs> well, like we said tonight, uh, I think uh, our big running back will be back to wearing Hunter Love, wearing number two. Last week he wore number 15 in honor of our former coach and player at Fort Payne, Kenny Chadwick. So we're looking for a big game here, a good crowd coming in the stadium. Fort Payne has a good amount of people on the far side from us. The band is scattered out on that side and a good crowd here from Gadsden. We'll take another two-minute break and get a little more into this game. We'll be back in two minutes. Hey, everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne, and I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end, such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz. I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars, like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. We got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off for sale. Got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here. Probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of inventory that we have. So we want to tell everybody to come down here and see us. We're at 1015 Golf Avenue South. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call, 256-844-2210. Thanks, y'all. Y'all come see us. We are more than a hospital. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times Journal. Well, we're back at... Titan Stadium and guys, I don't have we played Gadsden since they've been Gadsden City or and we used to have some heck of a game back when them uh, back at Murphy Stadium when they were just Gadsden. We did Roger back in the back in the 80s with Coach Elmore. Jerry Elmore first came here and then of course all the way through probably the uh, early to mid 90s we played Gadsden. It seemed like every year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were in our area yeah. uh, the majority of that time. But since uh, they've combined schools and gone to Gadsden City. I don't think we've played them yet. Back those days, Brett, they had that orange and black was their color scheme, and it seemed like uh, Halloween every time we played them. It, it did. It did. I, it seems like we have played them since Gaston City. I don't think we played them when Drake or Patrick was here, but it seems like we played them. Who was the other linebacker that played? Uh, I, I want to say we played them. I'm yeah, I just can't remember if we had played them, you know, since it had been Gadsden City. But... Uh, of course, them. I'm hearing kind of talk, Brett, this year that they may be dropping back to 6A on the next cycle, which would be two years from now. And if th that being the case, you know our locations, they're going to be in our area. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, very, yeah. very, very true. And uh, we did get word that we, we have played Gaston City since uh, they combined schools uh, when Coach Ellis was coaching. And uh, I think we came close to beating them. Yeah, I, I just couldn't remember if uh, when that was. You know, the older you get, the less time means to you, you know. <laughs> Hard to keep up with. But, like I said, back in the olden days at Murphy Stadium, uh, it was some battles down there. And I know they got the best of us most of the time, but I can remember some memorable wins down there in that old well, it kind of reminded me more of a prison yard than it did a football stadium with all that rock walls and it everything. So I, did you play there, Britt? Yes, I played, did, there, yeah, I played there several times, and it was. It was quite an atmosphere. It gave you – Scott and I were talking about the longest yard. It really had that feeling because the old locker rooms were – you know, it was – of course, it was a rock building, but the locker rooms were just concrete, concrete ceiling. Uh, you know, it, it just – it felt like you were more or less in a bunker. But uh, – <laughs> some really good games there. And I'll tell you what, in that stadium, they, they, there was some players played in that stadium. That's back Freddie Wagan's days. And, uh, of course, Gaston City had all those uh, – or Gaston High had all those great players. And Litchfield played there. It was just uh, quite an atmosphere. Well, it did. Welburn may have played there too back then. Walter Welburn. Welburn yeah, they you, may, you there? may be right. Seems like all those schools played at Murphy Stadium. I know this on any occasion on Friday night, you could, you could catch a – High, uh, college recruiter there because during that time, you know, you had Gene Jelks, you know, was there too with Wagan yeah. and all those guys were uh, instrumental in for Alabama and Auburn. So Fort Payne won the toss and we referred to the second half or deferred and so Gadsden City will receive to start the game. We're coming down just under three minutes before kickoff. So let's go with another two minute break then we'll be back for tonight's kickoff. We're back at Gadsden City getting set for the kickoff of tonight's game. Fort Payne won the toss and did defer. Gadsden will receive as Alex will tee it up on the 40-yard line and we'll get this second week of high school football underway here at Titan Stadium. A nice stadium here and a pretty big crowd on both 
And over to see they have the nice artificial turf. And way it rained earlier and stormed, it's a good thing, or we'd probably be in a quagmire. It remind me of Southside a few years ago. <laughs> I lost my shoes up there. Never found one of them. <laughs> so there's the whistle. Alex approaches and puts a toe into it. This one will be coming down at the 5, across the 10, the 15, the 20, cutting out right, has a little speed tripped up out to the 25-yard line. One of the few, I think, the first kick of the season that Alex hadn't put into the end zone. All of his kicks were in the end zone last week. Brady Troop will bring out his Titan team. And the first play of the game, we'll have first and 10. Officially, they place the ball on the 26-yard line. Wide receivers is Woods and Macon at running back. C.J. Miller, number two. He'll line up on the left side of Brady Troop uh, in the shotgun. Now they're set, and we're underway. Coming out of the backfield is Miller. Troop waiting. Now gets the snap, drops back, going to throw to the right side, has a receiver, makes the grab, going to pick up around a, maybe six or seven yards. Nice toss out to that right side and a uh, toss that was uh, had a real good chance of being successful. Yeah, Roger, you're going to see Troop just on a simple two or three step drop. He's got one receiver in mind to begin with and uh, gets rid of the ball extremely quick, And uh, but Fort Payne doing a good job of closing in. Second down and three. Miller this time, they're going to fake the handoff. Hits receiver coming to the out the left side, makes a move across the 40, 45, the 50, being chased, the 40 yard line, 35 as he makes somebody miss and goes all the way down inside the 30 and they're going to mark him down at the 27 28 yard line wow just good block it over there i mean they threw a little i don't know if you okay it wasn't really a screen but it had the same effect as a screen just the best way to warm your quarterback up roger just throwing simple short passes and, and that shows you don't have to throw it 50 to run to to gain 50 just a good like you said good block on the edge and a good just short pass too easy for them on that play let's see what they'll do now first and 10 from their own, or the Fort Payne, 28-yard line. Runner comes in motion. It's going to sweep right. Fort Payne's on top of him. Can't make the tackle. Gets loose inside the 30, the 25, the 20. Has the sideline. Going to go all the way in as a couple of tacklers missed him inside the 10. Touchdown, Tennessee Titans. And I said Tennessee. I knew I would. You're making this game more exciting as it goes, Roger, with the Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll, all jokes aside, that, that's where you see when you see this type of speed with Gaston. Because, I, I mean, I've seen it because I played against them. You don't – your angles are wrong right off the bat because you'd miscalculate how fast they are. We had three guys miss tackle there just, just simply because the angle. That's all. Well, that was too easy as they score on, what, four plays? They take early lead. The extra point is up, and the extra point is – Good. So with 10.34 to go here in the first quarter play, it's the Titans 7, the Wildcats 0. So I'm sure uh, there's a lot to talk about over on that sideline uh, for the defensive coaches while Fort Payne will get the ball for the first time on offense. Well, again, Roger, you don't see anything really fancy, just, just good football, just good fundamental football, and you called it good blocks on the edges over here. He threw two, well, the first pass he threw probably was a six-yard pass. The second one was probably a three-yard pass, but just good execution, good blocking downfield, and you get those, you get that kind of blocking and you got that kind of speed, you factor that in, and, you know, it, 
this little toss, we, we looks like we got in tackle mm -hmm. for what a three or four yard loss. But when you start factoring in speed, it's it, and you miscalculate it, it's it's not a good thing. It had two guys right on top of it, and neither one could make the stop and a touchdown. So let's hope Fort Payne can move the ball that quickly on offense as the Titans huddle right there behind the point of the football on the 40-yard line. Now they'll break. And number 30 will kick Caleb Harris, a senior. We'll put the toe into the football. Fort Payne, somebody having to go out. Did we have too many on the field or was it equipment? Looks like they're working on his helmet and they'll have to send somebody else in in his place. Caleb Holbrook had to leave the game. Now we're set and they approach. Kick will be a high, driving one back around the five yard line, dropped but picked up by number 12 of the Cats. Gonna make a turn, slips through and crosses the 20 yard line. That was Alex Akins on the return for the Cats. We can't afford to be putting the ball on the ground. And like I said, we have some pretty wet conditions, but you know, the artificial turf really does help in a night like this. So Fort Payne's first shot at it, and J.D. Blaylock will lead his team out with Hunter Love to set to his right. They're in the shotgun formation. Burt is split to the near side. They're gonna hand it to Hunter, and Hunter's gonna just go right up the middle and pick up a couple of yards. Be second down and eight after the pickup of two. Almost got three on that one. Halfway between the 22 and the 23. We have the band just to our left, so if you'll get a get a good uh, evening of music, if nothing else. <laughs> second down and a long seven. Going to hand off again, and they're all over him in the backfield. That time he's going to lose the yard. So they were all, all over love, uh, love, but it looked like, Brett, like they had a little problem with exchange running into each other. Yeah, there was a little problem with exchange, but they're going to get a good push up there, and we're going to have to do a little bit what Gas and City did and just kind of be conservative, but throw some little short routes and open it up a little bit. They've got everybody in the box. Everybody knows Hunter's going to be getting the ball, so they're keying on him. And right now, they're, uh, everybody's in the right place defensively. So third down and eight. J.D. looks, drops back, looks across the middle, coming out of the backfield glove, and he's hit immediately, and the ball comes out in a hurry. Pass is incomplete. It is. Wow. Hunter had no chance on that one. That guy <laughs> read it perfectly. So Alex will have to come in and be inside his own 10-yard line, kick this one away. So the Titans should come away with good field position uh, once again. They'll send their receiver back to the Titan 40-yard line. We're playing again late and getting a player in on the line of scrimmage. Here we go. They hadn't started the play clock yet. Still 25 seconds on the clock. Now they wind it. 
And Alex will put a toe into it somewhere around the Fort Payne nine. Good kick, good spiral. Going to be fielded inside the 40. 45, 50, gets the outside inside the Fort Payne carry The 40, the 35-yard line. Boy, again, Brett, you mentioned the angles they're getting. They just hit a little slant to the sideline on the return, and before we could even touch him, he had picked up 15, 20 yards. You know, and it's easier said than done getting the right angle because you're used, you're just not used to that kind of speed. And all these guys, of course, these backs and return men, and you know if this guy's returning punts, he's probably in the top five fastest on the team. And you look at this team, and I, I'd say about all of them can run. Yeah, very athletic, very athletic. Mm -hmm. So Troop again will bring his team out in the backfield will be Miller again. Split to the far side is number 88. Don't have him on my roster. And a whistle's gonna blow and flag on the play. We need a little help here. Maybe it'll be against Gadsden City. It is. Illegal procedure. That'll move them back five. Back to the 39, Fort Payne 39. Legal procedure on the Titans. There's number 88 in a different looking place. It's Colton Sandridge. Senior tight end. He's got some size on him. This time he'll be on the near side. Tripp set to the near side. Single to the far side. Troop takes it, hands off to Miller, breaks the tackle, gets down to the Fort Payne 38 yard line. CJ Miller with a carry. The gain of three yards. Pick up three. Second down now and 13. Well, Payne needs to keep them out of the end zone this time, Scott. Can't afford to give up another touchdown early. Last week we got behind two touchdowns early against uh, Briarwood. You're exactly right, Roger. This Fort Payne team, just like last last week, they're, they're going to keep fighting, and uh, as long as they can stay in this game, uh, like better chances we've got. Troop will give it to Miller. Simple right up the middle. middle. Fort Payne's got a hold of him. Finally brings him down near the 32-yard line. So he's going to bring up a third down. And about seven. So a chance here for the Wildcat defense to step it up and get the ball back. Uh, well, you got, maybe, you got go a figure for Gaston City right here, Roger, in four down territory. So yeah, they don't get it right here. I assume they go right. for it on fourth down. Again, Fort Payne showing like they're going to come on this one. Now Gadsden will step away and look over to the sideline. Troop. Will move Miller over to the right side of him. Takes a high snap, hands to Miller right up the middle. Going to be short of the first down, down to the 28-yard line. Scott said probably four down territory. It'll be fourth and a long four. If they have the stick on the far side correct, and it looks like they do. So fourth and four quickly. Troop calls for the snap. Snaps again, trying to draw us offside. Now again, looks over to the sideline. 15 seconds on the play clock. Troop now reset. Has Miller in the eye now behind him. Takes the snap. Going to fake. Going to roll right. Wants to throw. Throws out to the right side and dropped. And they had the first down, but they couldn't hold on. And Fort Payne will hold on fourth down. 
Maybe the wet conditions helped a little on that one. Because it was right in his it, hands. It, it was right there, Roger. The quarterback rolling out to his right. And receiver also kind of running right. And it's kind of a funny angle as he kind of reached back to get the pass. And uh, like it just kind of bounced off his hands. But a good break for Fort Payne. Absolutely. Come away with a stop. A and we have a heat timeout. We'll be back in one minute with Fort Payne trailing 7-0. to zero. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. Fort Payne's defense steps up and holds them on fourth now. Being flushed out of the pocket, Fort Payne quarterback. And Blaylock will run left. Going to have a good pickup, probably about five yards this time. Good job by J.D. getting out of the pocket when he felt the pressure. And we talked a little bit about that with the coach last night, too. Hey, felt like uh, J.D. did a pretty good job of not panicking, yet got out in time to not take a loss. Yeah, and I think we saw another great example of that right there, Roger. He uh, was very patient in the pocket looking downfield and then realized it was time to run, still kept his eyes downfield in case something came open, but a nice pickup for Fort Payne. J.D. under center. Hunter Love deep in the backfield, going to hand off to him on the slot. Got a little bit of a break there, but he's still going to lose the yard. They were in on the infield or the backfield on him pretty quickly there. And we're not used to seeing Hunter Love be tackled by one person. No, for sure. We've run five plays and Hunter's touched it four. If we're going to, you know, if we're, even if we're going to flip it over, and I mean, we're going to have to throw the ball to open Hunter up. They know Hunter's going to get the ball. So uh, he's he's not going to be able to carry this team. Like you said, he's getting tackled one-on-one. And uh, I, I still say, and I said it last week, I love J.D. on play action. If he'll just decide to throw it or run early and not hold it too long because their speed's so much better. So he's got to decide early to throw it or run. Third and six, J.D. drops back. Hunter protecting, steps up again, looks, looks, can't find anybody. He's going to tuck it and run, and he's going to pick up about three, but he's still going to be three short of the first down. So Fort Payne's going to have to kick the ball away. And that time, uh, Scott, there was no receivers open anywhere. They weren't. I was thinking about that too, Roger. It's, uh, I think it's going to be hard for our receivers to get open downfield with just that mismatch as far as speed goes on the, on the outside. All right, absolutely. I mean, poor old uh, J.D., he had no choice but to run it on that one. Well, and two, uh, you know, if, if, if I'm going to try to get J.D. in running space, I'm not going to run short routes up close because what what happens is is those defenders are close enough to break on J.D. in three steps. If we run them off into space on that first one and J.D. had more room to run, I, I would spread the field a little bit, just take my chances. Alex under pressure, has to kick it high, takes a Fort Payne bounce inside the 30 and then down to the 20-yard line, 25-yard line where it goes out of bounds and the Titans will have it first and 10 from their own 25-yard line. We're 4-12 to go here in the first quarter and it's a 7-0 Titan lead. Fort Payne just so far not being able to get anything going on offense and 
Uh, had a pretty good defensive series the last time, but gave up the touchdown on the Gadsden's first possession. Yeah. So Brady Troop will bring his team back out. I'd rather see them way back inside their own 25 than where they started last time. Absolutely. It's good good for Fort Payne to be able to uh, get a kick and be able to kind of flip, flip the field position. Right. Um, he was under pressure. He had probably had him pinned back even deeper. So Troop, now this time too, set in the backfield. They're going to hand off to the up guy, and Fort Payne's on him quickly, and that was that number two, and he's brought down for a loss on the play. That was C.J. Miller. That's a good sign right there, guys. So I've lost a one, so it's second down and 11. <laughs> little entertainment here in the bleachers. Again, they're going to fake it. They're going to throw out of the backfield, and they overthrows his receiver. And we had a player right there on top of him, but pass. who knows what have happened. That time he tried to hit Miller coming out of the backfield after the fake to the up back. Now another big third down and 11. You would assume they're going to probably put the ball in there again, but they've had some big running plays. And they're going to shift the ball over to the near hash mark. So the teams will shift over to the near side. Down to 10 seconds on the play clock. And Gadsden still getting set. We may have to have a timeout here. Four seconds. Troop set now. Calls for it, and they move. They're going to pick up a penalty just because of the play clock. Had, had plenty of time, Roger. Like there was some miscommunication, maybe some players coming in from uh, for, for Gaston off the sideline running in, and they got confused about what formation they were in and what player they were going to run, and ends up clock running down and got called for a penalty and back them up and make it third and what, third and ten, third and eight? Yeah, third no, and third 16. 16. I'm sorry. Look, yeah, after the five-yard the scoreboard penalty. wrong. Yeah. Again, Troop has it on the ground. Bad snap. Going to throw down the sideline. Fort Payne looks, and, oh, they're going to make a reception for the first down in Fort Payne territory. Well, that guy never did turn around and look. He could have intercepted that ball if he had just looked around to see where the ball was at. Yeah, defender that time was in great great position, and uh, Troop, of course, makes a great throw, and the wide receiver just makes a great play on it, and really an unbelievable catch. Man, a big blow there on third and really long, and they get a first down at the Fort Payne 48-yard line. Troop again set in the shotgun. Fakes handoffs, throws quick, and there's a whistle that's going to stop it. Still plenty of time on the clock, so let's see what this will be. Looks like it's going to be against Gadsden. A legal procedure, I believe. Yep. Procedure on the Another five-yard penalty. Well, Gadsden's helping us out with these penalties. And a little bit of disorganization a, a couple of times. First and 15, tight. So first and 15 now, and the ball back into their own territory at the 48. Coming down on three minutes in the first quarter, it's still seven to nothing. Titans. Troop, high snap over his head. He's going to have to go back and get it, pick it up, trying to get away. Throws it at the last minute. Has receiver wide open at the Fort Payne 40. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Gadsden City. That's a really, that would be a hard play to describe over the radio, but, uh, you know, the ball snapped over his head. I mean, it looks like we're going to get him for a 15-yard loss, and he 
in trouble, just throws it just over the outreached hands of our defender. They pick it up, go all the way. Talking about turning lemons into lemonade. I mean, it's backyard football, but it was a great play by a troop. Well, that's a senior quarterback for you. You didn't panic. So now they will try to put on the extra point. Caleb Harris, the kicker. Hold is good. Kick is up, and the kick is good also. So with 2.53 to go in the first quarter, it is now 14 to nothing. Gadsden City has the lead. And we talk again, Roger, about that speed and what was he. It looked like Alex was probably maybe three yards from him or two yards when he made the catch. Yep. And and by the time uh, Gadsden City scores a touchdown, he's, what, 10 or 12 yards from him? That's that breakaway speed. And that's 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 the huge factor for Gadsden City tonight. Yeah, there was just no doubt. He just kept increasing that lead down the sideline, and nobody else could come across to get him. Man, talking about bad luck on that one. That's exactly what it was, Roger. You can't say that Gadsden City really did anything very good on that drive outside of a couple of good good throw and catch off of bad snaps. And you can't say Fort Payne really did anything wrong. Well, actually, it was Gadsden City kept making the mistakes. That's it. Well, Fort Payne will get it back again for the third opportunity of the evening. And we'll receive our receivers, set them back around the seven and the 10 yard line. Both those plays for Gaston City there, again, you gotta hand it to True. Both of them bad snaps, doesn't panic, picks it up under pressure and is able to get it off and make a great play. Oh, absolutely, yeah, you gotta credit him for it. That's just, like I said, a senior quarterback doing the job. And they'll put a toe into it. The kick is gonna sail down to the one yard line. Fort Payne has it on the near side, the 15. Now the 20 and will be tackled there. So they'll have it first and 10 right on the 20 yard line. That was Cam Thomas on the return for Fort Payne. Yeah, we really need to put some points on the board here. At least not give the ball back to Gadsden so soon. Again with Hunter Love deep in the backfield. J.D. Blaylock is under center. And he's going to fake it, looks, rolls right, looking, has a receiver open. If he goes to him, finally does, toss the 25, and it's knocked loose, and thank goodness it went out of bounds. Again, Roger, that's, that's what I'm saying. Of course, it's easy to sit up here and coach, but that, that's the point where when he rolls out, he's got to get rid of it a little bit quicker. That way that our offense, our receiver, has a chance to turn and make a move on the defenders. Everybody's closing down. By the time he lets go of the ball, the whole defense is closed down on us. But uh, great play call. Again, he's on that play action. And J.D. does a super job on that. And I think it gives us a real good chance and also gives Hunter a better chance when he sees right. the ball. Connor Cash made the grab but lost a lot when he fumbled the ball. But Fort Payne kept position. This time Hunter looks crossing the 25 out to near the 28-yard line. It's going to be about a yard shy, according to the official on the far side our best opportunity for a first down as we'll be looking at third down and one I'm sure they're going to be on this third down and one just waiting for Hunter to get the ball it might be a good time here for uh, JD just to do a little just play action yeah. back to the other side or and I like him in a shotgun too of course he's under the center now but I like him in a shotgun because it gets him he's four steps into play action Going to turn, going to hand to Hunter. Hunter going left. They're going to get in on him and going to knock him down short of the first down. 
Picked up about a half yard when he needed a whole yard, and it's going to be fourth down and about a foot and a half. Well, they just spread him out. He wanted to go up the middle, but they kind of strung him out to that far sideline, and he just couldn't get there. Fort Payne going to go for it. Boy, at their own, inside their own 30-yard line. Fourth down, about a foot and a half. J.D.'s under center. They're going to try to draw him off. Down to 10 seconds to go on the play clock. Quarterback keep right up the middle. He's yeah. going to have a first down. Good play that time. J.D. squirted through there and picked up good yardage. So Fort Payne's first. First down of the night. As we come down on one minute to go here in the first quarter. It's 14 to nothing. Yeah, J.D. was under center and then pulls back out and looks back over to the sideline for a play call and then immediately gets right back under center and runs the play before Gasson really gets set and I was able to pick up the first down for Fort Payne. Yeah, good play that time. Again, J.D., this time Hunter's to his side, going to hand to Hunter. Looking for him, breaks a tackle out past the 35 to the 37-yard line. Give him five yards. Now, if we can get Hunter picking up five yards on every carry, we'll be doing pretty good. Yeah, I think Brent's right, though, Roger. Um, you know, we've got to start hit, hit, hitting some passes, spread this defense out a little bit, and it's going to help Hunter be more successful in the running game. Inside 20 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Probably have one play till the end of the first quarter. J.D. again under center. They're going to rush up, and they're going to be offsides, and they'll give us uh, five freebies here. And we'll take it. Linebacker came running in and just couldn't hold up in time. Made contact, and Fort Payne will be about a yard shy now of a first down on second down. So this, this will probably be the last play of the first quarter. Now they start the clock running. We may not even get a play underway as J.D. looks over to the sideline down inside two seconds. And they're going to run a play. J.D.'s going to turn, hand to, hand to Hunter. Hunter on the left okay. sideline has that corner and going to pick up good yardage over there. And they're wanting the fans over for Fort Payne on the far side, want a late hit out of bounds. I believe Fort Payne handed that off number eight. Was Roger, it eight carrying sure. that time? I believe it was that time. All right, let's see. Slipped one in there on me that time. Ashton Brown. Right. A 5'8", 148-pound running back. A little Hit that edge. He has yeah, to stay. Yeah. Let's see what this flag. Is it going to be a hit out of bounds, or is it going to bring the first down back and be against Fort Payne? Like it came in late, Roger. It's going to be interesting to see what they call. Look for the white hat. Yeah, Personal foul against Gadsden, yes. so they must have hit him out of bounds. Well, that will give Fort Payne a 15 more yards and a first down to end the first quarter of play with Gadsden leading 14 to nothing. We'll be back in one minute. Hey everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne and I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz. I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. 
Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. We got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here. Probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of inventory that we have. So we want to tell everybody to come down here and see us. We're at 1015 Golf Avenue South. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call, 256-844-2210. Thanks, y'all. Y'all come see us. Back at Gadsden City, the Cats are really their first drive of the night to have it at the Gadsden City 34-yard line after a personal foul on that last play of the first uh, quarter. A big play there for Fort Payne, and not a good thing for Gadsden City, Britt. No, it's not. It, it gives Fort Payne a shot in the arm there, and Fort Payne's on, on a good drive anyway, and then they add to it with that personal foul, so it, advantage to Fort Payne. So JD and the gang will get this second quarter underway. Like I said, showing little signs of life here on offense. Looks like Fort Payne's going to leave number eight, Ashton Brown. There's a lone setback. Makes you wonder if something's wrong with Hunter. Or they're just doing it to switch things up. He's a lone setback. Cash in motion, going to fake to Brown, rolling right, rolling, going to throw at the last minute, has a receiver, and he underthrows him. Was it picked off? No. Nope. Woo! About the 14-yard line, their defenders went diving for the ball and almost came up for it. I think he waited a little long to throw the ball that time as he was rolling right. He did. I couldn't tell if he was trying to dump it just right over the top to uh, Sawyer Burt or if he was actually trying to hit the receiver a little further down the field, but the ball actually gets bobbled thrown up in the air, and then another Gaston uh, defender comes up, and I thought he made the catch, but he actually bobbled it, and uh, it's going to be incomplete. Fort Payne has Marcus Ledford in at wide receiver to the near side. And we still have Brown in at running back. J.D. is going to take the snap, going to hand to Brown, looking for Renner, has opening, gun side to 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Ashton Brown goes 34 yards in Fort Payne with the extra point. will cut the lead in half. Hey guys, it's hard to believe, but I think Fort Payne had the advantage on the speed on that play. <laughs> they, they actually did. Man, he was running with a little determination there, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, tell you what, Brown hits the hole extremely hard that time, gets through there and gets an open field. We talked about it on the uh, – one of the last few plays were on the tall sweep where he's got some speed, and uh, he definitely showed it on that play. Only 148 pounds as Alex will try to put on the extra point. Good snap, good hole, kick is up, and, of course, the kick is good. So with 11.40 to go here in the first half, it's now the Titans 14, the Cats 7. So Fort Payne showing a little life here, a great, impressive drive, Britt by the Cats. Yeah, Fort Payne's starting to mix it up a little bit. And uh, like I said, that, that's, uh, Brown gives us a, uh, a really good, like I said, a change in that backfield. Just good speed. 
uh, a lot a lot of speed. And uh, as Scott said earlier, he turns a corner and we see him on the first one, give it right back to him, and he hits the hole. Gaston has no time to react. And a good job by the offensive line putting those holes there for him. Really good job. Now that's going to get that defense maybe back on their heels a little bit. You know, when Hunter was in there, they've been coming into the backfield that time. Uh, you go in the backfield, you're going to be watching the guy go by you. So Fort Payne and Alex McPherson will spotted at the 40-yard line. And Fort Payne's got to be feeling a little bit better now about the game. Well, you take away that, I call it the accidental play. They had to score that last touchdown, and we're tied. Yeah, I mean, outside of Fort Payne's uh, first series on defense, Roger, the defense actually looked really good. Isn't that uh, the second touchdown they gave up really? What anything they did? No. Just uh, kind of flute, flute play. Alex will put a toe into it, and that's the Alex we're used to through the end zone. This guy, get in the end zone. So it'll come out to the 20-yard line, and Brady Troop and his team will have it first and 10 from that. Spot. The humidity seems to be uh, getting up. Y'all feeling that, or is it just me? Well, we're, Roger, we're sitting under this tent right up against the back of the press box here. There's no air moving. <laughs> nope. Of course, if you're sitting out in the bleachers, I don't think there's any air moving either. As we see the flag just laying limp. So here we go, Troop, with two in the backfield. Well, that's Troop actually in the shotgun this time. And he'll look over to the sideline, maybe change the play. Wells or Miller make it to his right, and they do change the play. Two seconds, one second, and they didn't get it off or call timeout, I believe. So Gadsden City will use a timeout to avoid a five-yard penalty. And we'll be back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local Gadsden support. This is a timeout to avoid the penalty. Now they'll get it, and they're going to hand it off to the running back. Pushing forward is Miller, and he'll cross the 20 to the 21-yard line. So a pickup of six, and it'll be second down now and four. Down and five. They're going to say back at the 25, so it'll be second and five. So the Fort Payne defense ought to be fired up a little bit after Fort Payne coming away with that drive and scoring. And like I said, defense hadn't played bad. They've just been a fluke play, and then they did have a good drive. In the second and four play, again, going to hand off. 
He's trying to come to the near side. Fort Payne's on top of him after a two-yard pickup, so he picks up about half of what he needed, and it's going to be third down now in about two and a half, maybe three. We'll give him call it three. Third and three. So Fort Payne with a chance to make a stop here to get the ball back. Definitely not in no four-down territory back at their own 28-yard line. 27 make it. Troop again clapping. Fort Payne don't fall for it. He'll look back over the sideline, get the new play in. He'll let his line know what the new play call is, and now we're ready to go. Four seconds on the play clock. Snap to Troop, drops back, looks, looks, wants to throw, going down the far sideline. Receiver's out there, but he can't come up with it. Had a receiver with a little room between him and the defender out there, but he's just too far out in front of him. So they'll have to punt the ball away. Fourth down and three. Another solid defensive series by your Fort Payne Wildcats there. Interesting play call. It, you know, as strong and fast as Gaston is for them to just throw it deep on a third down, you know, in, in, in this territory anyway. It's a special third and three, third yeah, and four. Yeah. Fort Payne drops back inside the 50-yard line, back to the 45 now. Now they finally, Fort Payne gets the player out right before it would be flagged. Oh, a terrible kick. Straight up. Flutterbird goes out of bounds. Where are they going to mark it? It's going to be inside their uh, their 35 or 40. Yeah. They're still moving up to the 35-yard line. Going to put it right on the 35-yard line. That was a dying quail if I've ever seen one. So Fort Payne, great opportunity. Has the ball at the, ten, at the Titan 35. Where did we, where did they punt the ball at? What is that, a 15-yard punt or basically? Punt they had it. 30-yard 30, 30 line? Where did they punt from? Oh, it isn't that much. They, they had it on the, was it the 27 or 28? So Seven less yards. than 10 yards. Yeah, yeah. About a seven-yard punt. Okay, Fort Payne's got it. JD's in the shotgun. They're going to hand it again to Brown. Makes a tackler miss. Fighting forward this time. They're on top of him. So, so not quite the results he's been having. So he may have lost about a yard. So we'll call it second down now and 11. We need to continue to keep them guessing. And that's what we did in the last series. We came right back at the guy that just ran a touchdown against him. And I mean, if, if I'm on defense, I'm keying on him right off the bat. I think we should keep continue to mix it up. Maybe some play action right here. Run those guys off into space on that far side and let J.D. run it. J.D. drops back, looks, wants to throw, getting pressure, goes to the far side. Line. Right, he has is. receiver wide open, caught it to 10, the 5, and out of bounds at the 2. Who is that he caught out there? It's all the way across the field. Can you see? 82, isn't it? 82, I believe. Cam. Oh, that's Cam Thomas then, number 82. Man, Cam beat his guy in a perfect toss. And they're going to mark it down on the three-yard line where it's first and goal from the three. If you guys remember, we had first and goal from the four last week and didn't get any points. I don't want to hex us, but. It's an interesting play. You know, Cam's out there one-on-one -on -one with him, and I don't—I I didn't see if he brought him to the middle, but somehow he got, got eight or ten yards separation left to right, not not deep, but it's a really, really good route. Good play call. Fort Payne with an excellent opportunity here to tie this game up as they have first and goal from the three, and there's going to be a whistle. Let's see. 
Timeout by Fort Payne. Fort Payne calls timeout. Well, it's 14 to 7. We'll be back in one minute. weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Well, Fort Payne with the first and goal from the three-yard line. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1960. Tie this game up. JD's under center. Now there's another whistle. What now? And the flag. Surely Fort Payne didn't do anything. Lined up in neutral zone, maybe. I don't know. Fort Payne's jumping like it's on Gaston City. Yeah, that Sawyer out there jumping up and Outside down. Offside on the defense. Well, my goodness. Offsides, that'll put it down to the yard and a half mark. Got some of our young guys in the backfield, don't we? Yeah, another glaring, glaring absence here in the short yarder situation. We still do not see Hunter Love in the game. Going to turn, going to hand the deep back slant. Coe, it's over. Did he break the line of scrimmage? No, he did break the line of scrimmage, but not the goal line. Going to be about a, what, a football length short? Somebody slow oh. getting up. No gain on the play. Second down. So second down and uh, I mean almost and those the football's almost touching the line. Roger, who was it Fort Payne handed it off to their number twenty four? Yeah, that's that's one of our ninth graders, right. isn't it? Yeah, let's see, number twenty four. Caden Dubose. Yeah, Dubose. I mean he's he's a gnat from going in. I don't okay. you know that was you could have called that either way. Right. Yeah. Now they're gonna hand this time to seven and he time. goes in untouched. Touchdown, Touchdown Fort Payne. Darwin Camp in the backfield. He walks in. Great, great, great walks. play call there. Offense doing a great job. You'll see the line just open up a gaping hole and walks it in the end zone, as Brent said. Good job by Darwin Camp. Good defender, and this time he's the offensive guy. Well, you, you not only start getting having the defense question what you're doing when you're mixing up like that, you start having Defensive coaches with Gaston City question, and and that was a good misdirection play. But you start you start getting these guys guessing, and our advantage is much more. But that was a beautiful drive by the Wildcats. Great play calling, also. Alex to tie this game up. JD with the hold, high snap, grabs, puts it down, puts it up, and it is good. Good. So with 8.41 to go here in the first half, it's now the Titans of Gadsden City 14, the Cats of Fort Payne 14. Boy, Fort Payne doing a great job responding after being down 14 to nothing. And, you know, that fluke play where they scored would be enough to dishearten most teams, you know. But that really seemed to get them going. Settle down, like Britt said. You know, they started mixing it up a little bit more on offense. And, again, we still don't know if Hunter Love is hurt or why we hadn't seen him back in the game. 
but uh, bringing number eight, Ashton Brown, at running back. We've had a lot of success with him, been able to move the football, and uh, Blaylock completed a couple of really nice passes. you got to feel like something is wrong with Love, maybe. Yeah, especially not to bring him in there at the goal line, for right, sure. Right. So Alex getting set with the ball down at the 40-yard line. We'll kick this one off. And it's a new game now at 14 apiece. He'll put a toe into it, and it's into the end zone. Touchback and out to the 20. First and 10 for the Titans. Brady Troop and company. It's been pretty much Troop and Miller in the backfield. And what you have to prepare yourself for with a team like Gaston City and in the past, they, they've always been this way. They're, you know, Fort Payne's more of a drive, you know, a drive team, 6, 8, 10, 12 yards. Gaston City is one of those teams where you think you got them down and they liable to pick up and run 160. Well, you're and, right. And, and then the next play they may go two yards, but they're, they're a big play team, always have been. Clock down to 15 seconds as Troop looks again over to the sideline with Miller set to his right. Gets drops back, wants to throw, throws out to the left. Somebody wide open to the 20, 25, makes a move outside the 30 to the 30. Well, they're going to say he stepped out of bounds, actually, at the 29. And that was Daquan Woods maybe in the grab. Nobody around him. He picks up an easy nine yards. So it's second down and one for the Titans. Holbrook was over there on coverage. Troop rolls right this time, still looking for someone. Nobody open. Now he's going to load and throw, and underneath he hits a receiver out near the 44-yard line. Well, he just had him coming across the middle, number nine, Demarcus Macon, and after he waited and waited and waited, he got open and easy first down. Somebody's got to be underneath there to make that play. So they'll mark it on the Gadsden City 43-yard line. First and 10. Troop hands to Miller, avoids a tackler. He's in the open at the 40, the 35. Fort Payne's chasing him. Don't think anybody's going to get to him. 10, 5, touchdown. C.J. Miller. Britt. You said it. Well, that, that's just that's just the way they are. They're just that way. You 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 think you've got them down, and, and they'll pack at you a little bit. And you, you noticed on, on previous play before that, the receiver that went deep on that third down, he has that corner thinking this guy can run by me, and he just raises up, hits him, and kind of changes it up. But really good play calling. But that's just the kind of team they are, and that's what you get with speed. That's not not anything that uh, that's not been done before. But Gaston City. Uh, Definitely a big play team. Caleb Harris will put the extra point up, and it is good. So just like that, Gadsden City is back out to a touchdown lead at 21 to 14. Eight minutes and three seconds to go here in the first half. You know, we always, when we'd play him, Roger, we'd drive down the field, and it seemed like it took two hours. We were so proud if we if we could score, and then they would get it by. It'd take us eight minutes, and they'd score in uh, 38 seconds. Okay, yeah. that's just the kind of team they are, and mm -hmm. they. Uh, that's what you get when you get speed and talent, and they've always been that way. Well, Fort Payne again will have to come from behind as they trail now 21-14. Roger did get word. I think uh, Hunter Love it may have tweaked a hamstring or something, but uh, I think he may have his helmet back on. Be interesting to see if he comes back in on this series. 
Well, they, uh, not to say they hadn't missed him, but uh, they hadn't missed him. Yeah, uh, you know, bringing Ashton Brown in, bringing, uh, you know, gets a different look at this Fort Payne offense. Yeah. Instead of, instead of uh, strength and power, we've got more speed, uh, which I think you definitely need against this gas tank. They've got the size as well. Um, well, maybe we can get Hunter back in there. Be interesting to see on this series. So they'll put the ball again on the 40. Fort Payne this time will be going from our right to our left. Didn't mention Fort Payne in the white jerseys and golden pants, and the Gadsden Titans are all black. This one will come down at the 5, 10, cutting across the middle of the field, 15, and going to be brought down near the 20-yard line. See who that was. Alex Akins on the return. Alex does a good job of hitting it up in there. I like, I like, I like how, how Alex returns it. Um, just hits it up in there. That's what you want to do on that kickoff return. Of course, last year we had that thread on every kickoff of somebody going 80 yards. Yeah. Looks like Hunter Love will come back in at running back for Fort Payne. So Hunter is back in there. So they do place the ball down at the 20-yard line, first and 10 for Fort Payne. Turn, going to hand to Hunter, and he just lowers his head, pushes forward, takes a few tacklers with him, going to pick up maybe three. See what, they're going to call it two, so second down and eight. Knows the ball just at the 22-yard line. So second down and eight to go for the Cats. And boy, they just key on Hunter every time he's in the game. And they're going to fake the handoff. Blaylock going to go right, going to keep her, going to have the corner, breaks the tackle, goes out of bounds just a couple, maybe three yards short of the first down. Kenny Blaylock, the quarterback with a carry. We'll see where they finally mark the ball. It'll be third down and about four. four they set it back a little bit, and so it'll be third and four. Four-yard pickup as many times as uh, Hunter's carried the ball to, it's hard for J.D. Uh, to fake to him and then carry it because everybody's already, they're already zeroed in on that area where Hunter, where Hunter is. I hope we continue to mix it up. Gadsden calls timeout with 6.46 to go here in the second quarter. 21-14, Gadsden leads. Back in one minute. gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Well, Fort Payne looking at a third down and four to go from their own 26-yard line. 
trailing 21-14. And J.D. again in the shotgun. Hunter Love to his right. Claps his hands. Now looks over to the Fort Payne sideline. Maybe changing the play. And we're set. And see what happens here as J.D. calls for and gets the ball. Drops back. Wants to throw. Being flushed out of pocket. Has an opening. Cuts it. Got a first down. Good job by J.D. He didn't try to go to the sideline that time. Cut it back up in the middle where the hole was. He's able to pick up the first down. Yeah, good job by Blaylock there, Roger. Going to see him under a lot of pressure and makes a good decision to get out of there quick. And uh, like you said, made a good, good move to pick up the first down. All the way out to the 33-yard line. Again, Fort Payne taking a long time, a long look over to the sideline. Hunter deep in the backfield. J.D. comes under center. Going to hand off to Hunter, and he again lowers his head, going to cross the 35. Pile still moving, going to make the 40. Still going to 45 and almost to the 50. Now that is a Hunter Love run, guys. Man, just, just when you think he's going to get stood up, Roger, and go for no gain, they're about to blow the, blow the play dead. The pile starts moving, and Hunter carries, I don't know, what, four or five of them on his back for another eight to ten yards. And ends up picking up 17. <laughs> Yeah, now that's looking like Hunter. And, I mean, they wasn't just one little dude to hold of him, was there? Like three of them he carried on his back. <laughs> so right at the 50-yard line, again, going to Hunter. Hunter. This time he's going to try to do the same thing. And, again, they're going to all converge on him. He's still pushing. The line's still pushing forward. Finally, after a three-yard gain, they'll blow the whistle. three-yard carry. And let's see. Second and seven for the Wildcats. Second down and seven for Fort Payne. Clock is stopped for some reason. Guess it's a heat timeout. They'll be back in one minute. It's 21-14 Gadsden. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Baseball. Well, we're back at Gadsden City. Fort Payne has it second down now and seven at the Gadsden City 47-yard line. Well, it's the, Roger, you said it before the game, it's it's a Gadsden City or Fort Payne of old because it's, this is the way this rivalry's always been because it's, right. been, it's always been a, not as much of a rivalry now as it was, but like you said before, if you uh, if, if Gadsden City ever jumps back into 6A, it's going to be a – yeah, some interesting we'll be again. seeing them a lot, yeah, won't we? Yeah, really. Fort Payne looking at a second down and seven after the timeout at the Gadsden City 47-yard line. 
Again, we have Hunter Love still in the backfield. J.D. under center. Going to roll this way, and it's going to be hit. And this time it was Brown back in there, and Brown's going to lose. You know, you would think with their speed, they would be likely a better de defensive team against the pass, but they're better really against the run. You know, with, that's why we've been so productive. We run that sweep to this near side, and when, when he play actions that and fakes that and rolls to that to the, what would turn into the weak side, that's where we're so efficient uh, because they're keying so much on the run, and they're not really that good against the pass. I mean, they're, they're a good team, but they're not as good as they are against the run. Here we go now, looking at a third down and now 11 after the loss. And the whistle's going to blow again, let's see. Delay a game against Fort Payne. So now it'll be third down and 16 to go. Third and 17 for the Wildcats. Blaylock on the carry. Now it'll be fourth down as he picks up a few yards on the play. So it gives us a shot, but it's fourth down. And with 418 to go here before halftime, will we go for it? Brought Alex in. Going to try a field goal. We'll try one. The ball sitting on the 46, 46 yard line. So be looking to 63 yard or extremely humid. There's no wind, but I would think this would, uh, you got to think it's got to be right there at the max range well he was blasting them earlier so let's see it was a little slippery though when he was trying those let's see what happens there's the kick got got to leg but it's going to come up a little short but a good effort but it just came up just short so the ball will go over to the titans well looked like we had things going again there and we had the loss on the one play and now we're forced to try the field goal and so the titans will take it over now No reason not to try a field goal, really, when they're going to get the ball all the way down at the 20. 20-yard line. That's exactly right. Roger couldn't pick a better better chance to at least give him a shot. And uh, I don't think Alex caught that ball exactly how he wanted to, Watch but uh, still wasn't far off. Highlight coverage of tonight's game at 1025 p.m. during the news coverage. So Hunter Love was out momentarily with a pulled hamstring, but he was back in that last series. Uh, Brown came in and had some big runs for the Cats and scored a big touchdown to pull us even. Then Gadsden sprung another big play to go up 21-14. And now they have it again after a missed field goal back at their own 20. A little slant out to the near side. Fort Payne's on top of it. And after a two-yard gain, they'll run number nine to Marcus Macon out of bounds. Second and seven for the Titans. Second down and seven to go for the Titans. Going down to three and a half minutes to go before halftime. Brady Troop again at the quarterback position. With Miller, who's had those big runs set to his left side. Calls for it, gets, gonna fake to Miller, throw over the middle, has a receiver open across the 30. 
near the first down, and as he crosses the 30, he'll have the first down. There's been a flag on the play on the far side. Let's see, did they jump? They might have been in motion over there. We'll see what the white-hatted guy says. Yes, against Gadsden City. Yep, it's going to be against the Gadsden City. Substitution. Illegal substitution. Well, that takes away a first down from the Titans. And the ball will go all the way back to the 17-yard line. Now it's going to be second down and Second and 13, for, 13 the Titans. for the Titans. Fort Payne trying to keep them off the board here before the end of the first half with a 21-14 lead. The Titans sprung a couple of big plays to take this lead. Troop now set in the shotgun once again with Miller to his left. Drops back, wants to throw. Going to be pressed out of the pocket, has an open in front. He's at the 20. Fort Payne's on top of him. He still falls uh, forward all the way out to the 26-yard line. So he's going to be short of the first down. It'll be about a third down and four. Make it fourth down, it is. Fourth and four. We lost uh, Lost a down somewhere there, I guess, on the penalty. On the illegal substitution, that lost a down as yeah, well. Yeah, must have been. So that makes it fourth down now and four to go. So are they going to go for it? Surely not back at their own 26. Yeah, give the Fort Payne secondary a lot of credit that time, giving Troop nobody to throw it to, and uh, Fort Payne able to bring him, bring him down, bring up a big fourth down. There's the kick. Fort Payne's going to let it bounce. Takes a big hop over our receiver's head and all the way inside the 15, inside the 10, inside the 5, and down near the 4-yard line. What a punt. Is that a turf punt, you think? <laughs> so Fort Payne's got to go 96 yards now to even this game up and have 212 to do it in. Unfortunate for Fort Payne there, Roger. I think we're about to get some decent field position, and uh, the ball lands. I don't know. It had been pretty close around the 30-yard line. Takes one huge hop, and then hits on the nose of the football and kicks all the way down to the five-yard line. Man. We're not real. We're not real aggressive to the ball off off the on the kick off on the special teams. We uh, we play it safe a little bit, sometimes too safe. And in that case, you know, we had the punt was not that good, but there was a 20-yard cushion between us and the first defender, and we didn't we didn't even break. We just stood still and let it roll past us. But that, that's surprising. So first and ten from the four-yard line. He's going to turn, hand it to Love. They're on him quickly, and he's going to do a good job getting out of the end zone. Love, going to lose a couple. It's going to be back to the, I believe, the two-yard line where it'll be second down now second and 12. 12 for the yeah, all the way back to the two, second and 12. And we don't want to get this ball back to them. Of course, we're down to 147 to go here in the first half. J.D. in the end zone looks, wants to throw, being flushed out. It's going to be hit. He's going to be dropped for a safety. 
And that's a safety for the Titans. You know, that's a, that's another point on those how important kicking teams are, is what I was saying. If, if you can if you can figure out a way to break on those balls and we can be a little more aggressive, you know, our field position completely changes by 30 yards at least. You know, that we didn't – the offense never had a chance down there because we're – you know, you got to play a little bit conservative with the time and plus throwing it that deep. And then you know what they're doing against our running game. They're basically shutting us down on running game. So uh, we were in a tough situation right there. Thank you for your assistance this evening. So with the safety, Gadsden City goes up 23 to 14, 135 to go here in the first half. I know Fort Payne was hoping just to – get out of this half without any more points being put on the board, at least for Gadsden City, but that didn't work out. And, you, and two, it, with this 135, you can't let your guard down because this is this is what big play teams do right here. This is where they really can get ahead of you if you don't, uh, if you let your guard down. So Fort Payne will tee it up at the 20-yard line, and Gadsden City should come away with pretty good field position. And they're motioning their receivers. It's back around the 25 on deeper. Guess they know Alex's leg strength. So Alex approaches and he'll put a foot into it on the ground. Pig picked up inside the 30, back to the 35, near the 40, where he'll be hit and knocked down at the 41. Jaquan Woods on the return out to the 41-yard line. So Gadsden City will have 127 before half to try to put some more points on the board. And they've been a quick strike team at least a couple of times. Yep. Now Fort Payne has really battled in this game, and if it hadn't been for a, a couple of things not going their way, we'd be knotted up. So Troop Lone in the backfield this time. Again, we'll look over to the sideline where they'll be changing the play. And for sure, Roger, they're in this two-minute offense, so the, they're going to loosen the reins on this quarterback, so expect something here. Troop throws to the sideline. Receiver wide open as he steps out of bounds at the 48-yard line. He's going to be about three yards short of the first down but nobody, anybody anywhere around that receiver three, giving him that short, short seven-yard yep. pass. And defensively, we're in kind of the prevent defense, so we're playing a little bit deep anyway, so they're going to run underneath us. And if they buy, if, if we bite on it, they're going to run past us, or that's their game plan. So second down now in three. Now we have Miller back in the backfield, setting to the right side of Troop. Four seconds, play clock. They get it off. They hand it to Miller. He goes forward for, well, he's right at the first down. I, it looks like they're going to mark it a little bit short of the first down. I don't know the officials on this side where he's marking. It's going to be a first. Yep, they're going to move it for the first down. First down, the Titans. Uh, 1.11 to go. Now the clock starts, 1.09. This time, Troop sends Miller off to the left. Troop with a snap, looking, looking, throws another sideline pass caught, and they step out of bounds. He went over to number three, Calamari Smith. 
And a pickup of, a, again, of about seven yards on a little quick out. And they step out of bounds and stop Second the clock. Second down and three. Gadsden in no hurry. Again, Troop comes up to his line of scrimmage. Clock down to seven seconds. Troop going to hand to Miller. Miller's hit immediately. Spins, avoids a tackle. Spins again, another tackler. He's inside the 30, breaks another tackle. And he's finally going to be hauled down around the 28-yard line. Boy, at Miller, he's uh, got speed, and he's also hard to tackle, isn't he? Big boy also, yes. They don't have any sizes here on this lineup, but he's a pretty big guy. Again, they're going to throw Troop, a little flare out to the left side. Had a receiver, but he's hit immediately there. And I suppose they're going to have to either use a timeout because nowhere near the sideline that time. They only have one timeout left, and they're going to let the clock run, and they're going to hurry up with 20 seconds to go here before half. Troop set, looks. Going to throw again. Going to step up in the middle. Has a wide open field in front of him. Cuts to his left. It'll be brought down inside the 20th, 18-yard uh, line with five seconds as the clock stops. Timeout, Gadsden. We'll be back in one minute. Hey, everybody. This is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne. And I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end, such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz. I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars, like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. We got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here. Probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of inventory that we have. So we want to tell everybody to come down here and see us. We're at 1015 Golf Avenue South. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call, 256-844-2210. Thanks, y'all. Well, the Titans get time out with five seconds to go here before the half. They have the ball at the 14-19 yard line, and they lead 23-14. to And Brady Troop, the quarterback for the Titans, the transfer in from the Etowah Blue Devils. So this should be the final play of the first half. Hopefully no more points, and they're going to use another timeout. This time Fort Payne calls it. They, nope, yep, Fort Payne does call the timeout. We'll be back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you.
local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our well, areas. Well, going to forego a field goal here with five seconds to go. First and ten. Troop with the snap. Drops back. Throws over the left side and under through his receiver who was streaking down Passing the left side. Down to 2.3 seconds to go. Now they may be going to send They're going to send their field goal guy in. Caleb Harris, the senior kicker, will come in. And he'll place the ball around the 28, 27-yard line. So it'll be a 37-yard field goal. Uh, now we're going to call another timeout, I believe. Fort Payne will call timeout and try to ice the kicker. Well, they did a good job with the clock, Brett, getting a second field goal attempt here with only 2.3 seconds to go. They give every opportunity to score and now going for the field goal. Yeah, they they, they, get, they did. And, and that play previously they called, the receiver has his back to the ball or they, they have exceptional field position that the uh, clock might have ran out on them. But nevertheless, Scott and I were talking during the break, you know, we've seen this kicker and this kicker's got a good leg. He's got a really good leg. Yeah. Click on the broadcasting tab. Yeah, he did a great job on the kickoffs. So they're going to give it a shot here, like I said, with a about a 20, 37-yard field goal. If it's Alex, then, you know, we might put this one in the bag. Hopefully Gadsden won't have this one wrapped up. They lead 23-14. to Nine-point lead. You'd have to think they would hope that they would be leading more than this. So, in ways, that's a Fort Payne win right here, just being down by nine. So, we'll have the snap and the kick. Snap is a little high. Hold is good. Kick is up. It's a line drive. And let's see, is it good? Wide no left good. Left. Wide left. And the clock never ran. Kick from Harris is no good. So, you know, that's got to get us to the half, although they never started the clock. So the score remains 23 to 14. And let's see what they're going to do anything about the clock and get us to halftime. They send them in, I believe. Yep, they're going to send the teams in. So that will be our halftime score. The Gadsden City Titans 23, the Fort Payne Wildcats 14. We'll be back in four minutes. Four minutes. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season.
As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne and I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz. I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. We got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here. Probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of inventory that we have. So we want to tell everybody to come down here and see us. We're at 1015 Golf Avenue South. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call, 256-844-2210. Thanks, y'all. Y'all come see us. We are more than a hospital. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times Well, we're back at Titans Stadium. The Gadsden Titans lead the Cats 23 to 14. We get set here for the halftime. The 
Gadsden Band will take to the field. The Wildcat Marching Band will not be marching tonight. So they ha have a pretty good representation, though, on the far side of the field, but they're going to stay in the bleachers. And uh, the first half was uh, kind of an up-and-down half. We, you know, they were lucky a couple of times, and we put together a couple of good plays and a couple of good drives, actually, but not for bad luck. We might be tied, Britt. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had some uh, we've had our ups and downs, but as 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 a whole, we've, we've been pretty solid. Uh, we've looked good uh, offensively. We've mixed it up. When we do mix it up, we really look good. But when we try to just run against them, they're so fast and so big up front. It's it's uh, it's it's really 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 hard for Fort Payne to get anywhere just with a running game. Oh, absolutely. And you know, like I said, they had a couple of lucky plays. I guess is what I would call them. And uh, led to a couple of touchdowns. I wouldn't call necessarily that lucky play where uh, Miller ran that for that touchdown. That was just talent. But the one where the quarterback just dumped the ball off at the last second before being sacked for a big loss, and it went for a touchdown along the near sideline, that might be a little bit of luck. Yeah, a little bit of luck, Roger. And uh, also, uh, you know, just good heads-up play by Troop, a veteran quarterback. Uh, doesn't panic under pressures. One time, or I guess both times, he bobbled a snap. Weren't, weren't the best snaps. Both of them coming in, one of them low, one of them high and uh, was able to get, get his hands on it, doesn't panic under intense pressure, and was able to find somebody, open receiver both times, and uh, re really really turn in a drive into a touchdown that we thought was going to go for nothing and be turnover on downs for Fort Payne. Oh, absolutely. Well, we said, the band is out on the field. That's the Gadsden Titan marching band, and we'll let you listen to them a little while since the cat band is not going to be taking the field. We'll go down and listen to this Titan marching band.
you said, a 23-14 lead. We had every opportunity to be a lot tighter game, Scott. Yeah, Roger, for those that just uh, just joining here at halftime, you know, Fort Payne gets down to an early 14-0 deficit, and then uh, themselves turn around and score 14 unanswered points and stage at 14 for a while. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't probably two or three plays before this, Brett mentioned something about how quick Gassin can score, and all of a sudden they break one for about probably 50, 60-yard run uh, to get it 21-14. And then... Um, you know, I'd, I'd say one, 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 I wouldn't say the biggest play, but another big play in, in the half, close to the end of the half. Fort Payne elects to uh, let a punt bounce in front of us and it ends up bouncing over our head and rolls probably 30 yards down to about the three-yard line, and Fort Payne ends up taking a safety. Uh, but other, other than that, you know, I, I think Fort Payne's defense played pretty good, giving up a couple of couple of big plays there on the first drive, Britt, and then uh, also uh, the one big running play. But after that, you know, a couple of touchdowns. Or one, or the other, one other touchdown was kind of a fluke, and then they get the safety. I think Britt's mic's off. That's a dynamite drop in there, Britt. That's good, good input, but he can't even hear me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one of the big plays, of course, it only led to the two-point safety. But we cannot let a punt go all the way down inside the five-yard line without trying to field it. Yeah, that's something we did. We noticed last week a little bit, too. Britt, Britt made a comment there in the second quarter. We, we have been very conservative as far as fielding punts and fielding kickoffs, uh, letting the ball to let it bounce in front of us. Uh, hurt us a couple of times last week. Uh, letting the ball bounce and getting through our fingers and getting through our hands and uh, leaving ourselves in some bad field position. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to see us run, run up and charge the ball rather than let it bounce in front of us. And uh, you never know what kind of bounce you're going to get with a football when it hits the field. Well, and J.D.'s going to have to learn to throw the ball away a little bit. We had some instances he might have saved us some yardage if he had to just dump the ball. Yeah, really, really the only time I remember that, Roger, uh, maybe on, on, two, on two plays, one I really remember is when uh, he got – um, tackle for the safety in the end zone. But uh, other than that, he was, he was under a lot of pressure. We didn't have a whole lot of time to get rid of it. But uh, I do do like to see J.D.'s make some great passes tonight, uh, made some really good plays as far as deciding when, when to get out of the pocket, when to stay in the pocket, make the throw. He's uh, really done a really good job. I'll tell you something else, Roger. Sorry, Scott, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But they, we do, I've noticed even in our first game and in, in this game also, offensively we do a lot better when we're kind of out of our comfort zone. Either if we're down 14, or if we're, or or even if we're in a situation where Hunter kind of went out of the game, kind of got a, we kind of get out of that comfort zone and we try new things. And, and what that's doing, it's just it's changing things up, and it makes that defense guess. And it's every time we've been in a predicament, we've 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 done we've done really well. You know, it's, it's because we mix it up. But once we get comfortable and try to and we play what what seems to be our game, we. We just—it seems like we're doing the same thing over and over, and the defense is not having to react to anything. They're just keying on one player. You know, Hunter is great having Hunter. Hunter's a super running back, but you—I don't care how good that running back is. We've got to mix it up enough to give him a chance when he does get the ball. Well, yeah, he might have more than 19-yard runs if we'd uh, yeah. mix it up a little more and put in that speed a little that Brown brought to the game. Yeah. We scored that wrong touchdown. Uh, you know, interchanging them two, and that's right. a big change yeah. of pace. Really was, Roger. We, uh, I guess, on, on the play, we didn't, uh, or I didn't see Hunter Love go out of the football game. And all of a sudden, I see number eight, Ashton Brown, coming in at running back, who I believe is a ninth grader, isn't he? Yeah, you're right. Uh, come, comes into the game. We give it to him um, on a tall sweep and uh, really surprised at the speed as he got to the edge. And uh, first Fort Payne play, we really see challenge gas and speed-wise. And then we give it to him uh, on the, uh, I believe, our second touchdown. 
uh, hits the hole hard, and he gets through there and uh, basically outruns the gas and defenders. But uh, bringing Brown in really did mix it up. Like Britt said, really kept the defense on their heels a little bit, not knowing what to expect. And I think that uh, Brown speed really surprised them. Now, he's a junior. We're mistaken on he's that. A he's a okay. junior 11th grader. Yeah, he sure is. Not very big, 150 pounds, but he's got speed. Brett was mentioned earlier. Brett was mentioning. We remember when his dad used to play, and he was as fast as uh, anybody you'll ever see. And looks like Ashton may have got a little bit of those genes. Yeah, you know, and, and Valley Heads had a lot of speedsters up there. But when you talk about probably one of the fastest guy to ever play in DeKalb County, you know, we're talking about his son. So if he gets, if he's half that speed or three quarters that speed, he's still flying. But to we, we turned the corner, and that's the first thing Scott noticed was his speed, and I think it caught us all off guard, but uh, he's got that. And you made a good point, Roger. There's nothing in the world. The best teams that you play and see at any level mix it up, and, and even in the backfield, if we're going to continue to give it to them, you know, mix it up uh, with that speed and with that size and power that Hunter's got. And uh, we've, we've got some weapons, and sometimes weapons are discovered when someone's injured, you mm -hmm. know. So, so we, we might have found, you know, Brown, we give it to him two times, and he, he's ready to play. Well, and now that showed us that he can do the job. Yes. And maybe there was some doubt about that. It's the reason we were going exclusively to Hunter. But now we know Brown can come in and be successful. Well, we're going to – the clock shows just about two minutes before the beginning of the second half. Uh, Fort Payne down 23 to 14. Let's take a two-minute break, and we'll get ready for the second half. Journal DeKalb County's oldest newspaper strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. 
First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, both teams are back on the field now, warming up, getting set for this second half of play, and Fort Payne should get the ball first. Start this second half, Scott. That that is correct, Roger. They uh, won, won, won the toss and uh, elected to defer the second half. So Fort Payne looking at a nine-point deficit, just a touchdown. Of course, I guess being a two-point conversion, well, a two-point conversion would still only get us within one point, but uh, – Pretty good effort by the Cats, considering everything here in the first half to be within the distance of tying this or maybe going ahead with a couple of scores. We've gone over what happened that first time numerous times, and we had Hunter, as Brett said earlier, going out for a while, and they replaced him with, with Brown, and Brown just ignited a fire there and scored on a long touchdown run, and just uh, that's really what got the Cats going so far has been that running of number eight. Ashton Brown. So as the clock runs down here before the start of the second half, we're looking for some more of that, uh, mixing up the plays and the players here. We'll get a good balance between the speed and the power, and hopefully we can come back and take a win home. Of course, playing a 7A school, uh, has no really other than morale or whatever, Scott. It don't have any bearing on the season other than other than that. It doesn't affect any kind of standings. We won't start those games until next week. Next week, that's right, Roger. But uh, again, coming in here, be, be competitive, maybe even pull out a win. Um, you know, play great in the second half. But uh, it is definitely going to help, I think, on on down the road. Give these kids a lot of confidence, knowing they played against a big seven eight school. Uh, play, played them tough. Played them hard. And now when they when they get in a um, get in there reaching game, it should give them a lot of confidence. Well, and if you want to know what kind of team they were, look at what they did last week. And this is not just any team. They played Etowah last year, last week. And from what I understand, they, I mean, they pretty much ran them off the off field. field. So it's not, mm -hmm. this Gaston City team's the real deal. I think Brady Troop was <laughs> enjoyed running his old ex-team yeah. off the field. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, he goodness. probably doesn't have as many friends over there now as he did. <laughs> I'm sure he probably doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, we start out with one of the better 6A schools in Briarwood last week and really played them, uh, had a chance to win, and now playing the 7A Titans, a pretty close game. So once we get in that, you know, when we start playing with our own boys, their own equals, the other school, you know. Well, and, to, and, and too, Coach Elmore said this, you know, at, until you don't get to that Oxford game and go, what? Wow. You know, you're trying to adjust to speed. You're trying to adjust to size. You're trying to adjust to – uh, for whatever reason, it will we'll be a much more prepared team by by these from these first two games. Oh, absolutely, and that was the sole intent for Coach by scheduling, making this tough schedule to start the season. Well, Fort Payne will get the ball, as we said. They've teed it up there on the 40-yard line, be kicking from our left or right, and Fort Payne will get set. Kick is deep, but it's going to be filled around the 12-yard line, going across the field to the 20. Trying to get to that 25, and finally stripped off, and there's a flag coming in late. Out or just across at the 26-yard line, and it was Cam Thomas on the return that time. Several flags. I don't know if we've got a block in the back or. Well, it was right at the point of the tackles. That'd be a face mask. That'd be good. Let's see the white guy. It's against Fort Payne. Block in the back. 
block in the back against the Cats. That's what I was afraid of because we had a couple of guys over on that side. So once again, boy, we had to start the last drive. We had to end that first half all the way back on our four-yard line and ended up with the safety. And now this is going to move it all the way back. Well, to the, just outside the 14, we'll say near the 15-yard line, so not quite as severe. So here we're setting. I believe is that Brown starting mm -hmm. out in the backfield. Yep. J.D. with the snap, hands off on the sweep right. Brown takes time, gets that corner, picks up some decent yards as he goes out of bounds on the far side of the field. Ashton's going to pick up maybe not quite as many as I thought, maybe two, maybe three. Let's see where they'll finally place it. Started at the 15, and they'll mark the ball down now at the 17. So a two-yard gain, so second down and eight to go. Fort Payne again looking over to the coaches and the, the whole line of coaches over there doing their little signs. So it's back in and JD's under center. Again, going to hand off of the middle, making a cut. Uh, right up the middle was Brown again. He's going to get to right about the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play, so now it's going to be third down in eight. You still see the speed when he made that cut but there was just no hole oh, there. <laughs> so that might have been one of them cases where Love had drug them all the way for the first. Good pass out to the side, but it dropped, and it had been a first down. He tried to hit Sawyer Burke across the 25, but he couldn't hold on to it. So fourth down, and Fort Payne's going to have to punt down around there near their own goal line. That's across the field from us, of course, about the furthest point of the field, but it looked like a perfect thrown pass yeah. out from here. I don't know if the ball was wet, and there's a flag on the play. Let's see, that was late. Officials aren't getting together, though, are they? Nope. Somebody's dropped oh, one. Oh, sideline warning against Gadsden City. So if we get a second one, that'll be a penalty. Had that last week against Briarwood. Sure they did. got Yeah, sure did. They had two of them and got penalized. Well, Alex at his own three-yard line will try to put a big foot into this one. They have a receiver back at the own, their own 40. Alex, no pressure, puts a toe into it and feels it at the 38-yard line, circling back to the 35, trying to get this an angle, has dangerous. a hole. He breaks it open at the 50, 40, 30, 20, 15, and dumped down at the 13-yard line. Alex McPherson coming up and making the tackle. That was Daquan Woods on the return. You know, that reminded me of our kick return last year. Mm -hmm. But there is a flag. Let's see what this will be. Back at the 40-yard line, you got to think it's going to be a holding or block in the back. Yeah. And all the way back at the 40-yard line. So that should put it back into the their own territory. So they'll step it back across the 45, back across midfield, and down at the 49-yard line. We're right on the 50, we'll call it. So, so Britt, a big change in field position because of the penalty. Yeah, yes, and of course, with that speed, they're super dangerous on that, those type punts where the field spreaded like that. But uh, um, I didn't see the hole, but uh, there's a few guys got tangled up there. So it does back them up. Vanished to Fort Payne. 
So here we go, Troop and Miller in the backfield. Troop, the senior transfer quarterback. Miller, an 11th grade running back. We don't have any sizes, but he's a load. They're going to hand off up to him, cutting up right, and that's 27. He breaks a tackle. He's at the 40 down to the Fort Payne 39-yard line. That was number 27 on the carry. Retravius Hicks, a senior running back. Well, we had chances again there to stop him after not a whole lot of yards. Hicks doesn't look very big, and uh, we had him stop for maybe just a couple-yard gain at the most, and was able to keep his legs driving and slides off a couple of tackles. Again, they're going to hand it to Hicks. He'll cut up, started outside, came back up the middle, found a little running room. He'll pick up two, maybe three. Hicks for the carry. That time a better job by Second Fort Payne filling that hole. Second down and seven after the three-yard pickup. So Hicks been in on this whole series instead of Miller. Again, they're going to look over to the sideline. We'll troop and get a new play in. Second down seven. It's Fort Payne 37. Just underway here in the second half, and it's 23-14 Titans. Troop with a snap. Drops back, wants to throw. Whistles blow. And you would think by that happening, it's going to be against Gadsden City. Illegal procedure. Moving back five more. So it'll be second down now and 12. All start. Illegal procedure. Back at the 42-yard line. They had a few of these little uh, penalties to help us out the first half, Brett. Yeah, they've, they've uh, shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. And like I said, we see Hicks coming in. He's a senior running back, but uh, we've got uh, starters are back in, but the, some fresh legs for Gaston City. Yeah, they've got Miller back in there at running back. He's set to the left of Troop, looking at a second down and 12. Kamari Smith to the near side. Snap, going to throw off to the left. Nobody around him. Did he pick that off the turf? They're going to say a good catch. He breaks loose inside the 30, 25, another tackle, 20, and run out of bounds finally near the 10-yard line. Boy, it almost looked like he just scooped that one off the turf if it was over underthrown. But that was Morris making the grab, and it'll be a first down for the Titans. And we have an official timeout. If somebody was down and hurt over there. Fort Payne the had a play, yeah. Fort Payne had a player down, but he's I couldn't catch the number. They've got him off the field now. But. So the ball's all the way down to the 11 yard line. We're to be first and 10 from the 11, and we're going to have a timeout. I didn't see who called it, but timeout on the field. Timeout, Fort Payne calls the timeout. We'll be back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. 
The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Well, it's first and 10 for the Titans at the Wildcat 11-yard line. Titans lead 23 to 14, 9-22 to go here in the third quarter. They probably got a fresh Miller back in there. He was, they ran Woods in for quite a few plays, giving him a little rest. Snap to Troop, going to hand off, going to fake it. He's going to keep around right in, wide open. He'll go in untouched. Touchdown, Titans. Touchdown. Well, that was easy enough. No one came within four or five yards of him. Perfect call. Yeah, we hadn't seen it too much tonight, but Troop's got a little bit of speed of his own. You know, Gasson City sets up down there, and they're in kind of in the uh, uh, goal line style offense, and it causes you to close down in the box. You know, Fort Payne's kind of jammed up in the box. He just fakes inside, and everybody bites on it, and he basically walks in the end zone. Well, they'll try to add the extra point, make it a 30 to 14 lead. Kick is up, and the kick is good. So Harris puts the extra point on. It's now 30 to 14 with 9:14 to go in the third quarter of play. Now Fort Payne, as Britt said earlier, when we we're talking at the half, a lot of times we respond a little bit better when we're down by a couple of touchdowns. So let's see if that holds true for this possession for the Wildcats. You know, these bigger teams do it. There's no – I don't see any problem playing with a little sense of urgency because you're – you're. I mean, you throw any cards on the table a little bit anyway when you're playing these 7A schools that are supposed to beat you by 14. But we, we, we play much better when we play just a little bit outside our comfort zone. Yeah, well, I think we're definitely out of that zone right now. Well. With a 13 to 14. We'll, we'll see when we get it. Definitely let's return when we get some good field position. Like most of the night, we've been been backed up in our yeah. own, own end zone. Yeah, you're right. We've had to go the field distance most of the time. And we have the whistle, and they'll put the ball down at the 40-yard line, and Fort Payne will get a chance now to – See if we can bring this one out of the end zone. Comes down around the seven-yard line, across the 10, 15, 20. Stutter set across the 25 to the 27-yard line. So a pretty good return that time. Cam Thomas, Cam Thomas again. Cam's done it's much of the play. returns as we have a flag on the play. Cam has done a lot of the return play tonight. Let's see what this one is going to hold. Going to get Fort Payne with the hold. Yep. That's going to set us back again, Scott, all the way back from the, what, the 26-yard line back to the 13 probably. Going to be inside that. Going to put it right up, well, right on the 15. 
you know, most of the time you see a hold on a really, really good return, and we've had several penalties on plays where there's not even average return. You know, well, that one was more better than average, but uh, I didn't see the hold, but uh, it's unfortunate because we just had made the point that Fort Payne's field position has been, it's not terrible, but the 15 is not good against the team, especially when you're down uh, 16. All right, first and 10. And they're gonna hand off again. This back in there is, I believe it was Ashton Brown again. I believe today, Caden Dubose snuck in on us that time. Caden's had a couple of, uh, couple of kept carries tonight. Second and eight. Pick up of two, so it will be second down and eight. Rolling, getting caught, going to ground it. He's going to call for intentional grounding, I believe. Don't see the flag yet, but I'll be shocked as they. Incomplete pass for the Wildcats. Not going to throw it. I'm so shocked too, Roger. I can't believe that. They had Blaylock way back about the two-yard line. It looked like he just threw it into the turf, but luckily for Fort Payne, we don't get the uh, intentional ground call. So we'll live to see a third down play with only eight to go. You know, normally that play's been, we've been successful with that play because he fakes to this this side where we've been giving it all night. And when he bootlegs back to that, that uh, ball side on the other on the other side, but somebody comes through just untouched at, at 99 miles an hour and he, Blaylock never has a chance to get away. So again, JD, Dubose was on his left side. Breaks up the middle, has an open 25 yard line, first down, right at it. And yep, they're gonna give Don't it give to it him. To to the 26. Well, he's picked up a few first downs on that scramble. As they keep the clock running with 8.14 to go in the third quarter. And it's a first and 10 from our own 26 yard line. Payne going to have to call a timeout. timeout. Clock was running down, so timeout Fort Payne. It's a 30-14 Titan lead. We'll be back in one minute. weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Well, time's back in. First and 10 for the Cats from their own 26-yard line under after the Bladelock run. Gave us the first down on a 
third down and eight play. Blaylock in, going to turn, going to hand to Dubose. Rocks, escapes a tackler across the 30, out near the 34-yard line. He's going to be just a couple of yards shy of the first down, so a good run by Dubose. Again, Fort Payne getting more players active on that offensive carry list. Yeah, Dubose is going to be a really good player. Uh, ninth grader, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's the ninth grader. Yeah. I get we were thinking of earlier. Really, really good. Super athletic. Second down and a long one. Again, going to hand to Dubose. Again, he took it. He breaks loose across there to the 41-yard line. They're going to mark him right on the 40. That's another Fort Payne first down. Well, it looks like tonight, for the most part, speed has kind of trumped power when it comes to the Fort Payne running game. Yep. I know he, uh, of course, Hunter had that big 19-yard run where he just powered and carried players for 19. But they're leaving Dubos in the backfield now. Now he's in the eye formation. Had a blocker up front, going to head to him, hand to him again. This time he tried to chew the shooter bug a little bit outside, but he's hit in the backfield and dropped for a loss on the play. No blocking up front on that one. Maybe if he had kept straight up the middle, might have had some yardage, but couldn't get outside. That's full, full back, looked like the lead, lead blocker went one way and the bows went the other way. Now J.D. back in the shotgun again with Dubose to his left. Looks, throws down that sideline, and uh, I guess there was no obstruction. There's a flag coming in finally. They're going to be called for uh, pass interference. It was late, but it came in there, didn't it? Yeah, it looked like the defender on the far side of the field just ran our, ran our wide receiver just out of bounds and didn't give yeah. her guy room to turn up field. So that being the case, we'll have pretty good field position in another Fort Payne first down. Couldn't tell who that was on the far side of the field, but I believe it was Thomas that got forced out of bounds. Yeah, I believe it was Cam. So that'll give us a first down. As they'll march the ball all the way down to the near the, we'll call it the 46-yard line of Gadsden City. First and 10 from that spot. So good field position for Fort Payne. Fort Payne with a little drive going here. Again, back in the eye formation. Fort Payne's left. Guard's going to move. I believe we'll get a five-yard penalty. Yep, back us up five yards. Well, we just heard that somebody is missing a chicken salad sandwich. That's me, Rod. <laughs> I'll say I'll take it. <laughs> well, you never know what you'll hear at the old ball game. So now it's first and 15 after the five-yard penalty. Gonna hand off again, do both cuts outside, then back inside and gets maybe one yard. Be second down and 14. He didn't see anything open on the outside, Scott. Tried to go up the middle. There's nothing there either. Second and 14 for the Wildcats. Yes, the city has a real hard time defending the pass. Uh, they, you know, they've got several penalties on it. We've, we've been open. I mean, I, I'd like to know what our percentage is. 
Again, J.D.'s going to throw across the middle, has it set up. Going to be struggling outside the 40, down to the, and the ball gets loose, but they're going to save his down. Yes, and about a yard shy of the first down. Who did he hit on that little play? That was Cam Thomas. We had uh, Cam again. I believe it was trip yeah. receivers on that right side, and Cam was the far far receiver. They're going to kind of run him kind of back up underneath as uh, Blaylock rolls out, but a ni nice play, a nice game for Fort Payne. Bring up uh, probably third and one, it looks like. We have an official timeout for the Heat with 5.45 to go in the third quarter. It's 34 at Kane Titans back in one minute. Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, Fort Payne's on a drive. Now looking at a third and one at the Gadsden City 37-yard line. Again, Brett, I think what's led to the success here, again, is mixing it up. Yeah, we've mixed it up well. And just, I'm, I'm telling you, they're, they're having a real problem with pass. And then when we mix it up and hand off, it's a, we're back in the eye here, probably a run. And there's a whistle before the play can get underway. Still plenty of time on the play clock, so let's see. Going from third and one, if it's on Fort Payne, that's not going to be good to go to third and six. And it is against the Cats. Whew, third and one looked a lot better than third and six. No, no doubt. Oh, man. That could be a big play. It looks like on that play, Roger, they had it set up for Blaylock just to run right off center. Yeah, I believe so. What happens now as J.D. goes under center, turns, hands off to the deep back. That's uh, number Brown. eight again. Breaks a tackle. He's going to have the first down inside the 35-yard line. Brown, boy, he's just a little jitterbug. Good play, just a misdirection play, and then, and then you have the advantage of his speed. Just a good play call. Was that Hunter who was in front of him in that eye on the block that time? I couldn't pick up the number of who that guy was. Quickly, J.D. looks, drops, and whistles going to stop play. Another, looks like another illegal procedure against Fort Payne. Illegal procedure on the Wildcats. See who moved, Scott? I didn't. Neither did I. So, again, now we go from second and 10 to, or first and 10 to first and 15. Ashton Brown is, still is in the backfield. Long setback. As J.D.'s under center, looks going to hand to Brown. 
picks up maybe a couple, one yard, I guess. Just give him one on that. He lowered his head, and there's a late, late flag on the far sideline. So what will that be? You have to think this is going to be something that occurred maybe after the play. Officials are huddled up having a discussion here. And now we'll get the call. Personal foul against Fort Payne. Personal foul against Gadsden City, so that'll offset. So apparently a couple of players had a little detente over on the far sideline. So it'll be second down and 14. Clock rolls coming on five minutes. Watch I, didn't, I didn't see what we did right there, but I did see one of our players. I saw the reaction from the Gaston player shoving ours guy into the sideline. Yeah. J.D. drops back, looks, gets pressure, steps up, almost goes down, still looking. Can't get rid of it. Now he's back in Fort Payne territory. He's going to be hit. He gets a loose again. Get rid of the ball, J.D., and he's going to finally throw it out, but not after he is leveled. J.D. gave up, what, 20 yards <laughs> dropping back and finally just got rid of it before he was leveled. Well, but he's resilient because Fort Payne's there ready to roll again now on third down and 14. Yeah, J.D.'s not slow. When you start reversing field against this defense, uh, you're, you're going to be in trouble. He found himself in a heap of trouble but uh, did a great job eluding the tackle and getting by himself enough time to get rid of the football. Well, we need a big play now, third down, 14. J.D. with the snap. Going to hand off up the middle to Brown, and Brown's not going to do much. Going to get a yard, maybe. Fourth down now and 13 to go. 4.35 to go in the third quarter. Too early to be in uh, four-down territory, or is Cats going to go for it, or are they going to bring in the field goal? When you're down by this 16 points, I don't know. Yep, they're going for the field goal. They'll put it down on the 49. This will be a 59-yard field goal. He was just short on one from a little further than that earlier in the game. So Alex with the 59-yard, make it 54-yard try. 54-yarder is up. Didn't get it good. Nope, way right and short. I don't know. He had a little trouble. I think he's having a little trouble maybe on this turf. Yeah, I do too. I, I was going about to say the same thing. I don't know if that, you know, we had that flash flood come through before the game. I don't know if that turf's holding a little more water than what we, I don't know if his front foot's not planted good, but he's had a tough time kicking tonight. And, you know, he, he still excels because he's such a great kicker, but he's not himself. No, and I know Stephen Warnup, there were a time or two he almost like slipped planting his foot. Stand near the fence. Thank you very much for your assistance. Well, it'll be uh, Titans ball. I almost went with the Tennessee thing again. It'll be Titans ball, first and 10 to go from their own 20-yard line. Just under four minutes to go in the third quarter. Under 10 seconds to go on the play clock. Brady Troop set, ready, gets the snap mm. under between his legs. They're going to chase him back. They're going to miss him. where he's, he's dangerous, right, same play. He dumps it right out again, and this time the guy can't hold on. Absolutely a same If he throws it two yards deeper, it's the same play as the first half. 
Is that play design? <laughs> it seems Coming. like every time the ball's a bad snap, you know, Troop has to get on the ground or start scrambling after the football. The whole defense collapses going after Troop, and it leaves the receivers kind of running back downfield. And um, l luckily, uh, that, that time, the ball just slightly under underthrown. And their receiver, you know, thinks ahead enough. He, he goes on into the pass routes. Yep. And the defenders come up, uh, and he gets yeah. behind them. But uh, I bet they practiced that a good bit. That was—I tell you what—that was uh, about an inch from a 70-yard touchdown. Again, Troop now going to hand off into the backfield. The 27, twenty-seven. Hicks. Yeah. He's got fresh legs. You can tell. He—he he, he hits it up in there. He's one of those. If he gets a little seam, he's going to be gone. A lot of speed. Third down and seven for the Titans. Third and seven for the Titans. Fort Pam the chance to stop them again here. Looking at third and seven. Three receivers to the far side. His troop claps. Again, he'll look back over to the sideline. Looks at Fort Payne defense. Let's see. We're looking a little bit confused. Uh, Maybe we're settled in now. Yeah, we're coming at him across the middle. He's wide open, got the first down. Avoids the tackler at the 40, out near the 45-yard line. Well, he just hit him in that zone. Nobody was there, and they have to pick up a first down. Hankin. For the Titan first down. Yeah, you hit that one on the button, Roger. He just runs out into open space and uh, against the look, look to be a zone defense and then finds running room. Well, had another opportunity to stop them there and not able to convert. As the clock's down to about 2.40 to go third quarter. And Troop in there still at quarterback with Miller now back in in the running back slot. Drops straight back, fakes, looks, wants to go down the right sideline, going down, He's has open. receiver wide open, he grabs it, lays out and grabs it. Around the 20, give him the 19-yard line. Man, that was that DeMarcus Macon again. But there is a flag, let's see. Maybe there's a hold. The flag is right near the line of scrimmage. And it is. Was it illegal uh, receiver downfield? Is that what they uh, they said? Lineman, I mean. Yep. Boy, it's hard to be disciplined and if you're one of those linemen to not get downfield. And the Boo Birds are here. So that's gonna move it all the way back to the Titan 40 yard line. Where now it will be first and 15. This third quarter's kind of dragged by. I thought it was over earlier and there were seven minutes left. So you're right, it, it's not just me. So first and 15 from the 40, the Titan 40. Again, Troop in the shotgun takes it, gonna sweep to the left side, double back on the reverse, and they're gonna find nothing there. Fort Payne makes the tackle. Good job that time. Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas made the tackle. They handed back on the reverse to number nine again to Marcus Macon, but Cam Thomas got him down after about a yard gain. Second down, for the Second down now and 14 to go. 
Kim had a good game so far, both on defense and offense. You know, Cam's had a lot of time at corner. He's played, what, three years, really. Yeah. He got started getting mixed in as, what, a sophomore and uh, played quite a bit. Might have started as a sophomore uh, because of the injury. Uh, it seems like he came in, but he's he's very well, – right. he's at home there at corner. He does a really good job. On second and 14, Troop going to dump it over the middle. as a big guy there, and he's going to grab it, trying to get out of the sideline, going to spin away. And was that a face mask? It is. He spun around. Well, the way he spun around. Yeah. You'd think it had to be. Yep. And did a flag come out? Put it right down yep. in front of us where we can't see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they missed it. I did, too. I was hoping. Yeah. But you could tell the way they spun him around that they had got to hold that face mask. So they'll move it down to the 14. Space mask. 45-yard line, where it'll be first and 10 for the Titans. 113 to go, third quarter. Still 30 to 14, Titans. Roger, you ever find that chicken salad sandwich? I've just been looking for it. <laughs> I'm just hoping it comes with a bottle of water. <laughs> it's a little humid. Yes, it is. For a hurricane to be somewhere in the area, there ain't no wind here, is there? They can use that ant. So here we go, down again inside seven seconds. Troop's ready. Takes the snap, bobbles it a little, wants to throw. Going to the near side, downfield. Receiver's wide open, caught. Wow. And he's going to hit the pylon, but not before he steps out at wow. the two-yard line. A beautiful throw Macon and catch. Wow. That was uh, DeMarcus Macon once again. We hadn't been able to cover him tonight. You know, in the first half, I, I was going to make the comment that Troop was – likely to give us an advantage defensively in the secondary because he didn't seem to be very efficient throwing the ball deep. And then the second half, he's just, I mean, that was a strike. Rock, sol rock I mean, solid. Yes. So they have first and goal from the two, trying to increase that 30 to 14 lead. But they're having a little trouble. May have to call a timeout. We're down to two seconds on the play clock. And Gaston City will use the timeout. It's 30 to 14, but they're threatening. Back in one minute. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Hey everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne. And I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end, such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz. I've got some of your middle of the road. First and go from the two-yard line. They're going to go right up the middle. Going to be just shy of the goal line. So now it'll be Hicks had the ball. It'll be second down now and in inches. 
as we're inside 25 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Gadsden City taking their time. Maybe they don't want to run this last play here before the end of the quarter. Let the clock run out. Looks like it. They're going to come on their end of the field. And they're going to let the clock run out. So at the end of three quarters of play, it is the, Tennessee, the Titans 30, Fort Payne 14, but they're threatening. Back in one minute. Hey everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne and I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it, we've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now, so if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end, such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. We got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here. Probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of inventory that we have. So we want to tell everybody to come down here and see us. We're at 1015 Golf Avenue South. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call, 256-844-2210. Thanks, y'all. Y'all come see us. Well, the Titans have the ball second and goal from inside the one-yard line. Fort Payne got to do something to keep from falling behind any further. They trail 14-30. Troop again, this time under center, going to turn hand to the up guy, and he's going to power forward and into the end zone. Touchdown, Titans. That's a Genson City touchdown. Yeah, we hit him early, Roger, in the backfield, got his feet kind of tripped up, just not enough to bring him down. Yep. It's going to be a hard job, him inside the one like it was. And just fell into the end zone. So Harris will try to tack on the 37th point of the evening for the Titans with the extra point try. Not a good hold. They're going to flush him out. They're going to run for it. And he's going to go and have a two-point conversion on the bobble. Well, even when things go bad, they go good for them. Can't coach speed, Roger. And I mean, when you hold guys, a punt returner, I mean, it's uh, he just picks it up and outruns us to the corner. We've got three guys there, and he just outruns us to the corner. The touchdown was scored by Retavius Hicks. Retavius Hicks. That makes it 38 to 14. Well, like we said, we can't get too down about this because coach kind of, you know, wanted this stiffer sure competition to get NBC ready for that area play that will start next week. I think Gas has had four four bad snaps, and they've uh, scored, I think, on at least two or three of them. Yeah, I believe you're right. You know, and everybody wants to be 15-0, but a, a good example of, of playing teams or of higher caliber. You know, we went to Athens 
we were 12 and 0, oh, number one. They were seven and five or mm -hmm. eight and four, or whatever. And they, you know, they play all those Huntsville schools, da da da. And uh, it, it gave them an advantage that night. And ended up, they won the state championship. Now, I'm yeah. not saying we're going to win the state championship, but it, there's nothing wrong with everybody likes a perfect record, but there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with playing competition. Nothing. Well, I think less and less teams play with that in mind every year nowadays, they having do. that perfect record. They do. They're just kind of doing what we're doing, kind of improved, and when it matters, that one goes out of bounds, so there'll be a flag thrown, and they'll bring it out. There's a flag on play. The kickoff goes out of bounds. Out to the 30-yard line. Yeah, Alex is just not having his uh, normal night so far, is he? Yeah, like Britt said, or I guess both of you said, Roger, it's, it's almost like he's just a little hesitant to really plant his left foot. And uh, as the two kicks we've seen him make tonight, I don't think he's caught either one of them near as well as he did with uh, the one at Fort Payne the other night where he kicked, what, 56 or 57 yarder. Yeah, without a doubt. I said the 30, obviously it comes out to the 35-yard line. Yeah. So Fort Payne once again with the ball. We're just underway here in the fourth period quarter, but it's 38 to 14. Titan going to hand off to Brown on the left side. They're going to swallow him up back inside the 30. Nobody blocked. Wow. Number 41. Who that was? DeAndre Ruffin. Nobody made the tackle on Ruffin and a loss. A five, near five anyway, back to the 30-yard line. And we're going to turn and hand this time again to Fort Payne's number Bose. 24. Caden gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's a big, big thing. And we were talking about Alex a minute ago, and I was aware that wasn't he that kicked it out of bounds down here. It was the Gadsden kicker, but we were just still talking about the fact that Alex on those field goal attempts has not yeah. uh, just not looked like himself tonight, and it's probably due to this wet turf. Third down now and 14 to go, so we're in danger of getting the ball right back, and he's going to bobble it. J.D. looks right, going to throw, has a receiver, but throws it out of bounds. Pretty good coverage down there. I said had a receiver. There's a flag on the play. We'll have a hold out there for maybe another personal foul penalty. Let's see if they bail us out. There's a hold. Fort Payne. Surely they'll decline this. It would bring up fourth and 14. Yeah, they're going to decline it. So fourth down, down 14, and Alex will have to come in and kick the ball away. And you'd think they're going to come away with good field position as they get that Jaquan Woods in to field the kick. He's back outside the 30-yard line of the Titans. Alex puts a toe into it, a great kick, driving him back. He'll go back inside the 25, makes the fair catch at the 24-yard, 23-yard line, where it'll be first and 10. 
10.25 to go here in the game. It's 38-14 Titans. And we've been lucky tonight. You know, since we've been here, no rain, no storms. And just prior to the game, it was a flood. I think it's been kind of rainy and stormy back home, too. Beautiful kick by McPherson out town. It's 46, 47, maybe even 48-yard kick. I think maybe the Titans now just try to maybe run a little clock. You said this third quarter seemed like it took forever, and so far the fourth quarter. They've got at least their third string running back in. Yeah. They've got some, looks like some younger guys, quarterback still in. And there's going to be a timeout called by Gaston City. We'll be back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Well, after the McPherson punt, Gadsden City has it first and 10 from their own 23-yard line. Troop still your quarterback. Now they're going to shift into the eye. Troop with a snap, going to hand off to the back, breaking the tackle, cuts it inside, has the outside move now and inside and all the way out to the 35-yard line. That guy had a little jitterbug in him. Brock, a no-end Brock, into the game on the run. So first and 10. What class is he, Roger? Have you got his Brock. ninth or 10th grader? He may be older, but he's boy, he's got some speed. He sure does. Yeah, he does. What he's, number was he? Gosh, they're on the far side. It's hard to see. Is he 24? Is he 24? Let's see, Brock. We have an official timeout. Nope, 21. Orrin Brock, he's a senior. Oh. Yeah. We have an official timeout. He's a smaller guy, so he, he, I don't know why that makes me think he's younger. But Yeah, he's a senior. Well, he can. He's a flash now. So now the first and 10 play from the 36-yard line. And they're just letting the clock run. They're happy with the clock running. As Troop gets, gets the play in and two seconds to go on the play clock, he'll get the snap away, hands off again to Oren. Slant to the outside, going to pick up five. It'll be second down and five. Well, he gets to that outside quickly, doesn't he? 
Miller's back in. So. Yep, got Miller back in. Hands to Miller coming to the near side. Fort Payne's in only going to tackle him at the 35 yard line. <laughs> a loss of six yards on the play. Was that number 11 that came in and made the tackle? I believe it was 34 Daryl Prater yeah, that made the tackle. I knew 11 was back there also, but Daryl Prater was the tackle. We could have used a little more of that. There's some of those $7 pizzas. I'd take one of them. I'd yeah. give, give him 10 for it. <laughs> Third down, now and 10 again. Troop drops back, wants to throw the near side. The runner's covered. He's going to sprint out to the right, cuts it back up the middle. He's going to be knocked down at the 35-yard line. No gain on the play, so it'll be fourth down and 10. So Fort Payne's going to get the ball back with 7.40 in the clock running here in the game. Again, it's 38-14 Titans. Cam Thomas goes back to receive the kick. Back just outside the Fort Payne 30-yard line. There's the kick. Cam will move over to his left. Call for the fair catch, has to go down, drops the ball, it's loose, and Gadsden City, I believe, has got it. Well, Cam just never got under the ball, tried to reach out for it and couldn't control it, and Gadsden City's going to recover it. You know, we talked about that one in the first half. It may be the case. I mean, it could be lighting also, but uh, it looked like he kind of just misjudged it, and as of the other one, and it, like I said, it could be the lights or, you know, sometimes it's hard to judge those high punts. He's doing a really good job punting the ball. Well, the Titans have it now in Fort Payne deep in our territory at the 34-yard line, first and 10. Let's see who all comes out again. Uh, I don't see Troop out there. Do you guys? No, nine's come in at quarterback, which he's the receiver, isn't he? But I guess he's the backup quarterback. Yeah, number nine. No, making. Yep. Yeah. We also got him listed as quarterback on here, so Aiken will take the snap, going to hand off up the middle, going to break a tackle down to the 29-yard line. Pick up of six. Here is made by Retavius Hicks. That was Retavius Hicks on the carry. So well, they're going to say he picked up five yards, so it'll be second down and five to go. Looks like Brock's coming back in for, oh, excuse me, uh, Troop. I'm sorry. Yep, six troop back in there. Well, they just have a lot of players they can mix up in there, don't they? They do. We've seen, what, four running backs. Oh. Troop again with a snap. Going to hand up off the middle. A little running room. Going to be third down and about three. That's Brock. I thought that was a Hicks, but like. Here, named by Hicks. I say it's Hicks, day. but that's Brock, isn't it? 21. 
We looked him up. Yeah, yeah. we looked him up. We sure are calling a lot of names tonight. <laughs> well, you know. They do have a lot of running backs, though. They do. Third and three. But right here. Running right Miller. up the middle, breaking a tackle yeah. into the end zone. 27 yards, touchdown, T.J. Miller. Well, man, they just run one right in, run another in, and this time yeah. Miller just right up the middle. I know we don't have weight and sizes, but I'm, I'm saying Miller's six foot, probably 220, 230. He looks he's, he's, a bit of Yeah, he's, he's not a small running back. And Harris has super feet. True. Harris will try the extra point again. Kick is up, and the kick is good. So with 5.39 to go, the Titans are 5 to 14. Well, we'll see what the Cats can do. I'd like to see us pick up a, a few more points here in the end just to show that we're uh, not giving up in this game. If you find it, you can turn it in at the concession stand or up here in the press box. Once again, we have a lost necklace. And if you find it, you can turn it in. Last time we had the turnover on the punt. Thank you for your attention. So see if Fort Payne will send who's back this time on the kickoff. Well, it really gets started for real next week, guys, as we have to go out to the Arabian Nights at ARAB. I don't think we've played there since they've done had their new stadium. I hadn't been there since they've had yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't really think we've played them since. So we'll get to see their, their new stadium. And hopefully we'll get to play a little competition more in line with our talent. Taking a long time here to, they are. to get the kickoff off and uh, Gadsden still not on the field. TV timeout, Roger. Must be. We didn't get the notice, did we? Didn't we didn't get the memo. No. There goes the $7 pizza's leaving. We didn't get any of it. <laughs> well, there we go. Titans are finally back, making their way back onto the field. Man, I don't know. This is taking forever. But they will kick off to the Cats. The Cats have another opportunity to put some points on the board with 5.39 to go. As they put a toe into it, it'll be filled in by Cam just outside the 5. He's across the 10, the 15, cuts it back to the 20. That time he yeah, held on to the ball.
it'll be first and 10 from the 20 for Fort Payne. You know, Scott made a point on that last kickoff that seemed like Cam was getting all the kicks, but, you know, Dubos had a couple of good returns last week. Yes, so he did. they did their homework on film because they have kicked away from him. All night long. And that's a, you know, it's tribute to him. I mean, he's a ninth grader, and he's going to be somebody we're going to be counting on before, before it's over with. Yep, I believe you're right. Here we go, J.D. again under center, going to start and around, going to hand it to Dubose, breaks a tackle. He crosses the 25 to the 26, maybe the 27. Yep, they'll mark it on the 27 yeah, yard line. That's a good run. That's a really yeah. good run. Absolutely. Seven yards on it. You know, ninth, ninth grader, you go out there play a, as a freshman in this game against a school of this caliber, it, you tend to tiptoe a little bit, and he hadn't tiptoed at all. Zero. Second down and three as we go under five minutes remaining in the game. Kim Dubos again sprints across as the first down plus about three. It goes to carry. First down, Wildcats. Well, another Fort Payne first down. And we have an injured Titan on the field. As we see the trainers come sprinting in from the Gadsden sideline. And while they talk to them, let's take a 30-second break. up and moving for the Titans so we can get back into action after a couple of runs and Fort Payne's picked up a first down on the strength of Dubos running so first and 10 from our own 34 yard line JD has the ball looks throws across the middle has receiver open makes a good grab in their territory be a first down for Fort Payne that was number 35 for the Cats making the grab Marcus Ledford, I believe. Yep. And they're going to keep it right at the middle. Roger DeBose, that he really looks good. He he. He really looks good. Get some good blocks up front, but just a good slashing back with, with another gear also. He, he hits another gear. You're absolutely right. And he's a ninth grader looking great. JD's going to turn, going to hand it to do both. Stutter step, breaks a tackle up the middle, then just puts his head down, tries to drive him back. Going to be about a one-yard gain, but a pretty good run. Well, with an average back at the five-yard loss, he, he, he breaks one tackle and dodges another guy, and then um, he's – He's going to be uh, definitely a really good back for Fort Payne. Already is. So looking at third down now and six for Fort Payne is where three and a half minutes to go here in the game. J.D. looks, 
drops and runs right up the middle, sees an opening, slants to the outside, trying to get, and he gets a first down and he runs out of bounds. Good job of darting out left at the last minute and getting down to the 31-yard line for a Fort Payne first down. And good block by Sawyer Bird out there on the outside. Well, it'd be do a lot for our spirits if we could pick up a touchdown here to end the game and look a little more respectable. Blaylock again going to hand up the middle. Getting down to the ground, down to the 26-yard line. Pick up a five. Yeah, going to get about five yards on that. Like I said, we've, we've seen some real good things out of Brown and Dubose tonight. Really have. And of course, obviously, Love's been hampered a little bit by what we heard might have been a little hamstring problem. But it's good to know if Love goes down, we've got a couple of players like that that can step in there. You're going to hand Dubose off to the left. Looks. Going to pick up two or three. I like the way he looks downfield. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah. Once he gets the ball, he tucks the ball away and yeah, then starts he's, looking downfield. He's, he's, he's natural. He's comfortable back there also. Uh, Man, I said two or three yards, and he actually picked up seven. Boy, that was really deceiving. So third and three from the Gadsden 24-yard line. This is Blaylock going to keep it. He's going to have the first down inside the 20. Under two minutes to go. First down. It's surprising to me, too, with as many people as they got in the box and they're closing in quick with, with Sawyer's size, why, why we don't throw to him out of that tight end position with his size, just that what we used to call T-pop, where you just raise up and hit him. He's just, he's got a lot of size. And I, I don't know that I've seen him. Has he caught one this year? I don't know that I've seen if he has. I, caught I one. thought I remembered one, Gray. I've been caught, Yeah, I caught one or two last week. Yeah, okay. I thought I remembered one or two there. That time, DeBose had a lot of room in front of him. Somebody got him by the ankle, he would have been in the end zone. But it's a first and 10, anyway, on the 18-yard line. DeBose, again, goes out left, picks his time, cuts. He's going to be down near the five-yard line. Gain of about 13 yards. Boy, you know, he's back in that secondary before you know it. Yeah, it, um, you know, we've talked about it a lot here in the last little bit, but very, very smart runner, uh, very, very patient, watches his blocks when it opens, but he hits, hits the hole hard, and he's got a lot of speed. Again, going to hand off, and he's he going to push into the end zone. Touchdown, Fort Payne. Well, that's going to do a, a lot of good for the morale of this team. Know that they can come back out here and drive down and field again for a touchdown. Caden led the way. He just he was the workhorse for sure there and throw in a couple sure of uh, Blaylock plays and good things happen. Alex try to score another point. Out of the hold of JD. Good hold, good kick, and the extra point is no good. The extra point is no good. Well, 
don't know what happened there, but anyway, it's 45 to 20 with 53.8 seconds to go here in the game. I'm like you, Roger. The only thing that comes to my mind is turf, you know. Uh, I don't know, like I said, it, and it, it very well could be really wet down there. Yeah. But, uh, and too, you have good nights, and some nights not as good as others. But uh, plenty of leg. His kick looked good and solid yeah. on that one. I think due to the fact that uh, we're so far away from that far sideline where coach would be that we're not going to talk to coach after the game tonight. So we'll just wrap it up quickly at the end of the game and uh, look forward to next week's trip to A-Rail. Alex will have to kick it off one more time tonight. I'm sure Alex feels uh, – you know, he understands he's a little off tonight. I'm sure he'll be glad to see this evening over. Because I don't remember him having any bad nights. This game has seemingly taken quite a long time, 9.43. And a whistle blows. The ball blows off the tee. This game's gone so long, it's got my ear. This headset's got my ears hurt, and I feel like I'm a <laughs> WWE wrestler, and I've got cauliflower <laughs> ears. <laughs> and there's the kick. Alex will put this one into the end zone. No return on this one. They'll have it first and 10 from the 20-yard line. 53.8 seconds to go. Surely they'll just take a knee on this and we'll run this one out. Gadsden's a pretty good team, but we've seen some positive things from Fort Payne also, like we talked about. We've seen three pretty good runners for the Cats take the field tonight, and we've shown that uh, you know, if one goes down, we've got other folks to step in there. Yeah, that, that is a positive, and we, we've shown some good signs. Like I said, we're, when we got out of our comfort zone, we've had some nice throws and catches, and uh, uh, we've had some good stands on defense, but Gadsden City is showing us that uh, – you know, Edouard is probably this, one of the same teams that we've seen in the past that, that, that shows you how good Gaston City is. And would that be a delay of game? Delay penalty? of game on the offense. Yep, delay of game against Gaston City. That'll back them up to the 15. Where it'll be first and 15 to go. Gadsden with a full house of new players out there in the backfield. They're just going to take a knee immediately after the snap and let that clock run. They're going to have to get one more playoff as they're about four seconds more on the game clock than they are on the play clock. I think the officials would have waited to start that <laughs> clock until it got below 40, wouldn't you? Just let it run on out. Going to let it run all out. Down to 23 seconds to go. They'll take one more snap, take a knee, and that'll do it. 
waiting around, letting the clock run. And now he finally takes the knee. The clock will keep running. And that'll be the game. Fort Payne's going to come down to Gadsden City and take on the 7A Titans and go home with a 25-point loss. But, Scott, we saw some good things out of Fort Payne. And if some things hadn't gone the Titans' way, uh, it could have been a lot closer. Could, could have been a different story, Roger. You're exactly right. But we did see a lot of... A lot of great effort from Fort Payne with uh, Hunter Love going out. Uh, not exactly sure what the injury is, but we got to see Ashton Brown come in at running back, provide a little bit of a spark. Uh, also saw Caden DuBose come in. Uh, great piece of running for him, especially on that last drive. But uh, a, lot, a lot of positives, I think, he, even losing his football game, there's a positive for this Fort Payne Wildcat team, especially moving into ARAB next week. Yeah, and, Brett, we do go to ARAB next week, and we'll really, after that, we'll be able to see where we stand as far as uh, – us in our competition with other teams like us. Yes, of course, that's first region game. Is that yeah. right? So, yeah, that's, uh, that's that'll be exciting, an exciting game. And, and, again, you know, Fort Payne comes in on another uh, hard-fought game. Never really could get anything going. Had some had some good uh, – a couple of good plays, but never really was consistently good th through the game. But Gaston City, very talented. Well, once again, our final score from here.